Welcome back. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. I'm Michael James, and we are the The Chosen Rejects Podcast. <laughs> okay, welcome back, y'all. So tonight our topic is going to be toxic femininity. So have you ever had friendships that didn't go right, ladies? Yes. Your mother figures in your life were toxic. Um, aunties, maybe grandmothers or cousins. We gonna chop it up about it all tonight. Men, you've yeah. had toxic fem- women. <laughs> toxic toxic women. Oh, uh, you know what? Those mother, those what they call a monster in laws. We could talk about monster that too. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a movie called Monster in Law. So yeah. yeah, we could talk about all that too. So let's get into it. Let's go. Um, so for me, my first experience with a toxic feminine was my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be the last part of this segment, but um, it was my mom. She was the first woman to break my heart, oh. and um. After after her, it was several friendships that I had. So I had, you know, I was always me. How I am with y'all, I'm I'm like that with everybody. Yeah. Um, but at one point in time, I had a lot of people that made me try to tried to make me feel like it was a problem for me being me. Yeah. Me not knowing mm-hmm. as a kid that all oh, they they jealous or they envious or something. Me thinking, okay, we didn't have a lot, but. And they had more than me materialistically, but I didn't realize that it was something else that I had that made them move the way they moved. Right. And so I was always around females that tried to dim my light, steal my shine, even though I wasn't trying to just get it, you know, but I was always around those type of women. Mm-hmm. And so um, I never had a woman growing up tell me I was beautiful. I never had nobody really tell me I was smart. Um, I was always like, oh, she cute. And I feel like, like a puppy, like oh, you know how you think adorable. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Cute. You... I mean, it's nothing wrong with cute now, but you know, like when you a child, you want to hear that you're beautiful. You want to hear, you know. I never heard that growing up, and so it's like I, I, the confidence that I had to initially get, I had to give myself. Right. I wasn't getting it from my mom. I wasn't getting it from the women in my family. I wasn't getting it from um, friends or nothing like that. They yeah. always tried to make me feel like I wasn't something right and so that made me question my friendships like I I didn't know how to be a friend for a long time because Mm. of the people that I had around me that I thought were friends Mm. you know what I'm saying and that I literally was it was toxic it was toxic like I didn't know how to be a friend and I'm just now in this age I'll say maybe my mid 30s getting around people that is really showing me what the mid the 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 meaning of real yeah. friendship yeah. is, you know, and so I th- that happened. I'll say probably four or five years ago, and I got around some people, and they really showed me what friends were about, and so I was like, wow, so this is what it feel like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I never had that before. I never like if I was so used to getting down on myself, you know how you kind of talk down to yourself before somebody else can do it yeah. to you. Yeah. That's that was me. Like yeah. I was always like saying saying something bad about myself and I had got to a point with those friends was like ah, ah, like no don't do that. like for the first time and mm-hmm. it was weird because I had never had friends it was like now nah, you're not gonna talk about yourself like that around us mm-hmm. and I was like oh okay you know and these are girls that you know per society standards they they look like Instagram models mm-hmm. and me being I'm single mother older than all of them 
overweight when it comes to, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, they would, those type of girls wasn't mm-hmm. letting me get down on myself. Right. And you thought they probably didn't have business telling you that. Yeah. Because inside look, of you, you didn't feel I like I didn't you. feel like that. Mm-hmm. And, but they things. always, they basically made me feel like how I should have been feeling mm-hmm. around people that I thought was friends. I'm talking about 20 some odd years worth of friendships. Mm-hmm. And I those, you know. about friends, the word friend. I don't use friends, so I have mm-hmm. to use the family or your ass. Framley, mm-hmm. as they say on... Uh, no, Framley, like Framley. on uh, P-Valley. I still don't want the friend. The friend you don't want the friend in yeah. there? I don't want the friend. It's free and <laughs> on that, so I don't want that. I don't want that, you know what I'm saying? Because, free and, okay. Because what I found out, you know, in my lifetime is that um, the family, you know, are loyal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Blood mm-hmm. makes you related. Right. And right. it's that's it's that's people that's it's, that's it's people that's... Mm-hmm. Not even related to me that I I look at it more as family. No, and it's seriously. people that's related to me. I'd be like, I want to beat the shit out of them. No, seriously, because I've had yeah. to grow up like me and my brother. Like all we ever had was each other. So anytime that we were around friends, mm-hmm. our friends became our family. Yeah. And that's why I took offense to so much that was happening. Because I'm like, y'all don't even know I don't have family for real. You it for me. Yeah. And for people to move the way they was moving, that was that was hurtful. Yeah. yeah. That was her, and then especially you know when you it's female friends and you thinking like okay I I had sisters but I didn't know that until later on in life yeah and so my friends were always my sisters and they always felt the void that I didn't have and so it was just like dang so you can't even have decent relationships with females or other women you know like why why is it can I go back to saying like well, let me ask you a question how's your relationship with your mom's family me and my mom good. Like, how did it come about though? How long did it take? Um, you know what? We have always pretty much for the for a while we've been good, but we're way better now. Yeah. At first, it was kind of good because it was like we were talking, we were like how you and your mom were, we were communicating, but we weren't really dealing with the issues. Yeah. It wasn't because I didn't want to deal with the issues, it was like the relationship. Surface. But uh-huh. it had got to a point when we all moved back to, moved to Atlanta in 2019. They were coming from Ohio. I was coming from Texas. And we all pulled back. That was our first time living around us, being around each other for sure in like five years. And I told my mom, I remember being frightened. And I called her one day and I was crying. And I said, Mom, I don't know if I want to move around y'all. And she was like, what's, what's wrong? I said, I'm just, I said, every time I'm around family, it's always something bad that happened. And I said, I don't, I said, me and my kids been by ourselves for five years now. And we've been good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With no, you know, we've been good. We haven't been hurt by people that's supposed to be family because we've been by ourselves. It's just been us. And so, and I said, I, and I was like frightened. I was scared and everything. Oh, wow. But we got down here and we had some conversations that needed to. They did. They wasn't all positive because, you know, people got to want to be accountable and, you know, own up to things that were said and done. Right. But we're good. Like, yeah. when I say we're good, like, I don't really have to have those conversations with my mom anymore. I don't have to bring up certain things. Like, it used to be a point where um, I would say some as far as, like, me being a mom. And she would try to equivalent her motherhood to mine. And I used to tell her, no, you can't do that. Like, I not to be funny, but when it comes to how I, ha- the mother that I am to my children versus how you are to me and my yeah. brother, we do not compare. And it wasn't to make her feel bad or, you know, anything like that. It's just the fact that that was our truth. Because at one point in time, you know, she, 
she was everything to me when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I she was the standard for me. Yeah. And when we left Florida, you know, her and my stepdad separated, and we moved back to our hometown. She became somebody I didn't know, and um, she started treating me in a way that was surprising to me. Mm-hmm. And she would lie on me a lot about things. Um, she wouldn't defend me when I needed her to defend me, so I became a a fighter, yeah. defend myself right. through all, and not just mentally and physically fighting right. because I had to. You had to. You didn't have anybody else. I didn't have nobody you. else. I didn't have no siblings come to my aid. I was older than him. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have no siblings come to my aid. I didn't have no cousins, mm-hmm. no parents to say, oh, let me call my mama or my daddy because, right. you know what I'm saying? I, it was always just me. Right. Well, do you feel like that? Totally get that. Do you feel like that helped you alone? Along it did. It did. Way. No, it did. It really made me. Discussion similar to this mm-hmm. on the last episode about mm-hmm. my mom. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I'm grateful that I didn't stay around my mother to be raised because it made me who I am mm-hmm. and the responsibility and all the game I got from my grandparents. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I yeah. got an old soul, but then I'm young at heart. Right. You know what I'm saying? So just like with all the stuff you went through, you know how you know how to choose people now. Mm-hmm. You know the people you want Definitely. in your life. And, I see and when somebody say something crazy, it it's like nigga, I already heard this mm-hmm. before. So you can't really break me. Right. You I know see what everything saying? as it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I said, it was a lot of things that were said and done that surprised me, shocked me, hurt me. Mm-hmm. But it's like now that she's held herself accountable for it. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, she was just like, I'm not going to keep apologizing, mm-hmm. you know. But it, I was still I dealing that. with that, you know what I'm saying? And it was just yeah. like, your behavior, like I said, it ain't that I'm trying to keep throwing it in your face, but if your behavior is still sh- showing me that you're you triggering me, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm trying to be trying over to it. I want my mom. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, you can't, I cried when my mom left here for Mother's Day. Yeah. Like, my brother said I looked like a puppy. When him and my her and my grandmother left, I literally stood at the door and I was shedding tears when he was yeah. taking it to the airport because I did not want them to leave. I cried the whole time they was there because, yeah. and I just laid around on them because they my safe space. Yeah, like cause even one time with my grandmother, I didn't think my grandmother liked me, and that was because of how I was conceived. Yeah. You know, my father was their pastor, wow. and my my grandmother and my grandmother. Yeah, my grandmother and grandfather were really close with him, and I always felt that she liked my brother more than she liked me, mm-hmm. and that it, it was a lot of stuff that was done, and it made me feel like I, he was favored over me, um, and he can even tell people that, but it's just, she. when I finally did talk to her mm-hmm. about it, it was, it was one day I was going through a lot of stuff with my mom, and my mom had lied on me again about something, mm-hmm. And I just, at that point, I felt so defeated. And I went to my grandmother's room and I said, Granny, can I talk to you for a second? Because at that point, I had nobody. And I'm trying not to cry thinking about it. Um, And I went to my granny and I talked to her. And she said, what's, you know, going on, baby? And I said, well, I said, I just really need somebody to talk to because at this point, I don't have anybody. And I said, Mama just keeps lying on me. And um, I don't know why she treat me like this. I don't know what, you know, what's going on. And And my grandmother said... She said, well, you know your granny don't say much. She said, I sit back and I watch. Yeah. She said, I observe. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. My granny's very introverted. Uh-huh. She's Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> but she's yeah. very introverted. And um, she really don't speak on a lot. She's not really outspoken. Yeah. Um, but she says, you know, I sit back and I watch a lot and I observe. And she said, I do recognize that your mom tells lies on she you. She see what's going on. They and, and she said, and when she said that, yeah. I, it's like I just breathed the sigh of relief. Yeah. And I felt heard because you felt like somebody for the saw first you time for who you are. Yeah, because I really it was at my wits end. Like yeah. I really didn't know why my mom was moving like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like at my wits end. And when I say it, it's been a lot that was done. Um, and had I not had a forgiving heart, right. I wouldn't even talk to her. Yeah. You know, because it was at one point that I told her like either you get this right or you can be without me and your grandkids. That's just where I was at. Yeah. And my mom loved my kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and I know now that she really does love me, too. So, she didn't want that, you know. And I really didn't want that. Um, I was always a mom's, a mama's girl to a certain extent when I was a kid, you know. I just wanted my mama back because I understand, like, when we, when I was 13, I felt like I lost my mom. And I had to raise myself. And that's And I went through everything that I went through. And I couldn't. Yeah, I, I I lost her when we moved back to Texas. It's like she became someone I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I was basically raising myself yeah. out there in the streets. Yeah. You know, moving how I ain't had no business moving. Wound up pregnant at 16, first baby at 17, second baby at 19, last baby at 21. How old was your mom when she had her first child? I was born when she was 20. She got pregnant with me when she was 19. So let me ask you, do you, mm-hmm. do you sometimes find yourself doing some of the things that your mom did with you to, with your kids? I did at one point, yes. And I and the crazy part about it is how I raised my kids is I raised my kids trying not to be her. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did literally the exact opposite mm-hmm. of everything that she did. Mm-hmm. And then when I got older and I found myself moving like her, I would slap myself out of it. Mm-hmm. Cause I wasn't healed. And it would kind of piss you off a little bit mm-hmm. like this. It's like, oh, why am I, you know, and I had to think, like, you you trying to be the opposite of her. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I took the good things. Like, my right. mom taught me how to keep house very well, mm-hmm. keep myself clean, my children clean. Um, I know First how to... teacher. Yeah, she was... Right. she. I, I Like, I learned a lot in terms of the women in my family. Her and my grandmother, great... I know how to do my own hair because of them. I know how to make sure I'm together because of them. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, I tell people all the time, like, if I ever push come to shove, if all the hairstylists just didn't work ever... Yeah. I got me. Yeah. I know how to do my own makeup, my own it. nails, my own hair. I'm good. I, I've seen you put it together. Yeah, so it's just like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. learned that type of stuff, mm-hmm. the surface stuff from the women in my family. That's right. Yeah. I didn't learn the things that I feel like now are most important. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it took me to have that journey by myself to learn to know what I know. And I'm teaching my mom now. Yeah. You know, the, the, the student then became the teacher. That's right. I'll te- and so my mom, I'll teach, I mean, my mom a lot still, about... Still, yeah, be humble. Yeah, of course. Still because be I still, listen, I still... You can't, listen, they can have plenty of you, you can't have another mama. Exactly. And so I still find myself like, it's stuff that I know my mom's, my mom's 60 years old now, she lived way longer than me, she got God more experience right. than me when it comes to certain things. And so if it's stuff that I know my mama gonna tell, oh, gonna yeah. tell me about, I'm gonna definitely call her and be like, Mama, what you think about this? Or yeah. what What would you do if this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we had those conversations. Like, Sierra was on the phone with me the other night on FaceTime and my mama and mm-hmm. had us both laughing. Yeah. Like, we're good. Like, yeah. we really, really good. And I call my mama just still on the phone. We, ain't, we just be breathing. 
like you know just yeah. to be on the phone with my mama. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that affect on some of your relationships. My female relationships, of course. I'm talking about with men. Oh, with men. Um, I feel like my father had more re- effect no, on me with that. Is, but like you said, um, you know, just some of the things I, I've, I've heard. The triggers, you know, men may say or do some things that can trigger something mm-hmm. to jump on back to you. Mm-hmm. So does that, you know, cause an effect? Um, if you when it comes to stuff like gaslighting and things, mm-hmm. yeah, because mm-hmm. she used to gaslight me a lot. Mm. Ooh, that's a, pretty that's much a tough one my too. whole family used to guess like me a yeah. whole lot I was always because like we talked about earlier I was really really outspoken mm-hmm. at one point and I became mm-hmm. very very meek mm-hmm. and scaled myself back yeah because nobody liked what I had to say because I I'm just wrong yeah. always been that way and if I see something I'm calling you know what I'm saying that was just always me but you know when people not ready to hear it the truth it's a problem and it and the and the problem Part is it's not even that they're not even ready to hear it. It's just who the messenger is, and so I felt like it was cool if somebody else would have said it, but if it was me, it was a problem. So yeah. I got to the point where I kind of shut up, sat down. I was docile. I didn't speak up for myself. I let a lot of things happen to me that, um, and that was in the spirit of me just not feeling like I could say anything. And that was, and she was a big part of that, you know, but, and it was too, and then come to find out, you know, she told me a long time ago that she was jealous of me at one point because, like yeah, she said she was just jealous of me at one point because she, yeah. she said, you've always been my spoken child mm-hmm. and, and she was, and she, and she wasn't raised to be mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. My mom was very, very gullible and naive and not raised to really speak her voice. She was basically one of the, raised in the era of be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. Raised in the area of just look pretty, yeah, and we still got that, and we do still have that. Um, but she's now my mom. Just you know, she's sixty now, but in her, I'll say maybe in her fifties, she found her voice. Mm. And you know, do you find yourself competing with your mom? Mm -mm. Do you think your mom competes with you? Probably at one point, because I I think that's what a lot of our black women, Mm -hmm. a lot of just women, period, that you know, mothers will compete with that child. Yeah, I think I've seen it so many times. It's like majority, you know, the women today is uh, competing, or the mothers competing with the daughter, Mm -hmm. and they actually looking at the same type of man. Mm. That's deep, and I couldn't. Ooh, I could not. I mean, just think about that. that. Is is that the same thing as the feminine? You know. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that comes to play with a lot of daughters who maybe had fathers who were present too because a lot of times especially for the daddy's girl and i was a daddy's girl Mm. like you couldn't tell me nothing i was gonna ride to the wheels fell off with my dad right and i think um because of the relationship i had with my father you know i was a good kid you know especially from i was i was a little shy when i was younger so Mm. i was kind of always up under him he was my voice he was my protector i trusted him um and my mom was really close with my brother. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know why opposites attract the way they do. But, you know, my brother was really tight with my mom. And I was always really tight with my dad. And I think sometimes when things would go wrong in their personal relationships, you know, and they didn't see eye to eye, you know, the kids felt the brunt of that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of mm-hmm. the times I was just a kid. So if they're not on good terms, 
but me and my father are on good terms. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that that dynamic played into my relationship with my mother. Right. Because ours was strained, too, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were... I know we're going to save this for later, but, you know, we were blessed enough to have our moment recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just really grateful for the turnaround. But for a long time, I felt like the black sheep of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the relationships that my mother had with other people on her side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certain things would be said about me mm-hmm. that may not have been true <clears throat> yeah. um, to kind of shape a perspective about me without me being allowed to just hold space for myself and just let you see who I am. Right. Or for you to even, you know, welcome Because they've already formed their opinion based on what was already said. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and that did take a toll on me as far as relationships go with other women. Yep. Because as a child, you know, and this is just be, me being very candid, I didn't always trust my mother mm-hmm. because of the strain that came with the relationship on the ways that we dealt with one another. Mm-hmm. So if you don't trust the first woman in your life, mm-hmm. that trickles over into how you everybody deal with everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. So I think my first best friend that I can truly say was my first best friend was in middle school. Mm-hmm. And she had a really good mother, um, very active mother in her life. Mm-hmm. And her dad had passed when she was younger. So here I am with this father who's very active in my life Mm -hmm. and my mother who I have a strained relationship with. So we just kind of clung to each other. So her dad was, my dad was her dad and her mom was my mom. Mm -hmm. So I would go over there on the weekends and her mom would do all the girly things with us. Oh, Sierra, come over here. Let me do your hair. Oh, Sierra, put this on. You got such a cute shape. Try this on. Shannon, go get that shirt and put that on Sierra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. And, see, and I love the opposite for me with friends. Like, yeah. I remember being probably seven years old, mm-hmm. and I was, um, it was a little girl I had met, and this is when we were in Florida. It was a little girl I had met, and I think we went to school together or something. And she was in the Girl Scouts, and she was like, oh, you want to join my brownie troop? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know. So I asked my mom, can I get in the Girl Scouts? And she was like, okay, she was with it. So yeah. I signed up for the brownies and everything. We would go. Her mom was our troop leader and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And my mom wouldn't really let me do a lot with my hair, but her hair um was braided, and she had the beads and everything. I thought it was really, really cute. And I she was like, ask your mom, can you get your hair like mine? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And yeah. she's like, my, and her mom was like, I'll do your hair for free, you know, whatever. And I was looking, I had a whole lot of hair, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I went home, I asked my mom, I said, Mom, can my friend so-and-so's mom do my hair? And she was looking kind of weird, but she was like, okay. You know, she so I told the girl to come in so she could see. She said, okay, you know, yeah. she let me get my hair done. Next thing you know, I'll say some days later, the little girl was going around the neighborhood telling everybody that I tried to get be like her and get my hair done. Ooh. Now, we said by seven years old. Yeah, we little kids. <laughs> so, yeah. it was always those type of friendships yeah. with me from a young girl. Like, yeah. I could never really have real friends. It was always stuff like that. Yeah. And even when we had moved yeah. back to Texas from Florida, I had met a group of girls in, like, the ninth grade. And I thought we vibe really really well because yeah. i like to dance and we all how we quote the movies and we just love certain movies we used to love uh what's love got to do with it because we would do all the <laughs> tina turner's dances yeah. and you know we used to just make up dances together because i was thinking like that's the stuff i used to do when i was in florida that right. was like how me and my friends were and met this group of girls thinking we was good come to find out the whole time they was talking bad about me to everybody yeah um 
trying to say that I was trying to be like them, doing my makeup and hair, when if they even really knew me, they would know when I lived in Florida, that was already me. Yeah. I just thought I had found my little tribe. Right. Yeah. And so it was always that type of stuff with me and female friends. Like, it was never, I, I'm going to be me regardless, right. right? But if if it was always me being me made them think I was trying to outdo them. But that's the thing that I think is so crazy. Like, where do they learn this idea of competition? It's passed from? down. Yeah, yeah. It's generational. Yeah, we didn't come up like that. Like, mm-hmm. even I, I'm looking at my cousins. You know, I have family from Cleveland. And it's weird because my mother... She comes from, it's three of them, three sisters. Mm-hmm. They had all boys, except for me. Mm-hmm. And then on my father's side, I'm the oldest girl mm-hmm. as a grandchild, but none of his siblings' children mm-hmm. have sisters, mm-hmm. right? So we kind of lost that dynamic of sisters after mm-hmm. my parents' generation. Right. Um. So we dealt with one another like sisters, my cousins and I. And we never, ever had that idea of competition. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that was in our family. So when you get out into the real world and you get out into the workplace and you go to school and you see it, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to identify. And sometimes you don't even know that you're being um, competed with Mm -hmm. because Because you're you're not used to that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, wow, like they kind of coming for me. And yeah, it took me a long time to realize that, like, dang, you really didn't have no friends growing up because. They were all in secret competition with you, yeah. and you just thought you had friends. Yeah. Do y'all think that affects, like, when women having their business? If you have a business and you're trying to get other females to support this thing, situation yes. take effect? Yes. I mean, you know, I don't want to know, because the story here for me yeah. today. No, no. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to hear it all. Ask them, because some brothers want to yeah. know what's going on. Like, no, it is. It's a big competition thing, like, um, and... I had to get to the point where I just shut up about it. Like when I first started, when I first when I started my first business a few years back, probably twenty twenty or whatever. Um, I that's how I, I really started seeing how people mm-hmm. felt about me. Mm-hmm. Like you, my friend, but you won't even share my. Well, you won't share. You a won't post. even like it. You won't even like mm-hmm. it. You won't even tell nobody about it. Was it. Something I saw. You won't even buy the cheapest item. It's something item. I saw. On you know what I'm saying about that. People that's it's weird. It's on your page. That's your friend, like, you know, so-called mm-hmm. friend. See, that's why I don't use that word. Right. And um, you know they're on your page, but never like or comment anything because <laughs> the people, they talk about you too. Mm-hmm. And they see it. Yep, I've seen that. And I that always, was some cold stuff. And I always somebody. have resonated yeah. with that. Always. Because yeah. even with us doing what we're doing right now, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I noticed, like people literally, you, mm. you, you, my friend, but you ain't like nothing. You ain't. Well, let me, let me share this. You know, crazy. with business you or just see? anything you're trying to do. Period. People don't jump on until they see others jump on. The you know what I'm saying? Or they the they don't jump on. It's like they don't see the grind. Yeah. Every, every, everybody want to shine with you, but they don't want to What's that saying? The they said, if you want to yeah. shoot with me in the gym, yeah. that's that's you know what, that's what I'm on. Yeah. If you want to shoot with me in the gym, I don't even want you, when I when I make the basket, stay yeah. where you at. So, when women, uh, go back to what I'm saying, is like, let's say you have this business, you're shopping things out, and you got another woman who has a business and may want to, you know, join with you mm-hmm. and what they have going on. Is it a, uh, thing with them, like I don't know about you. 
until you feel them out. For because me, people it's not will even put on like a chameleon. that. They, people can be chameleons and act like people they, are they great actors. Yeah. For me, it's not like that. Like I always, I'm so with the whole togetherness thing. Mm-hmm. Whether it's with, mm-hmm. I guess in our community, like I feel like I'm with the whole stick together and we move. You know, a mm-hmm. unity type stuff. I don't even look at it like that. Like I invite everybody to try to do things, and it's like okay. It's always something, yeah. but but they won't they won't invite me to do mm. nothing when it comes to business or nothing. I'm always the one inviting people because I'm like, okay, if we you got a good business acumen or yeah. we cool or you know whatever, I think we can do this. If we're really friends, we can yeah. make this money together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this is not always the case. What about you? Well, for me, I started my business. Well, I really put my business together last year, but I really didn't break ground until this year. Mm-hmm. Still chiseling away, slowly no, but surely, no. but, you know, staying down. How small and blue, Of course. Like um, but I have noticed, and I don't even know if this is just with other females, but just in general, some of the people that I thought would kind of clap for me. No, um, they don't have been silent um some of the people that i thought might you know purchase my hair growth oil or my ruby bloom tea have not partaken um have not even come by and said let me get a cup of that you know on the house so me, i try I'm not to all the time yeah, so and, <laughs> and anytime like, i ask you to speak on it and she'll be like oh yeah you should try it, it's good, yeah. you know. And I, I tell everybody really, about this friend really like that, yeah. you know, because I have been the introverted kind of yeah. put my foot in the water, see if it's cold or warm. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let me just get out here and do my thing. Yeah. And then you get out there and then you get this silent response, and it's kind of like, okay, do I go back into my little hermit shell and yeah. I keep going? And mm-hmm. you, I got a good friend, a best friend in the background saying, but even with the podcast i've mentioned it to a few people just oh yeah we're just we're gonna go drop our second episode today uh, oh yeah we just dropped the other episode on spotify we on our heart pandora yeah. and we worldwide we worldwide and i'm just waiting to hear like what their response yeah. is yeah. and they haven't. I'm listened, still waiting too, but, and that's the crazy part. And I've had people decided, keep telling me that. Yeah. Like, we gonna listen. We gonna listen. I've learned that you know sometimes your biggest supporters come from the people you don't know. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. this isn't supposed to reach you yet. Mm-mm. It will. It will eventually. And when it does, it's gonna touch you in a way that you need to be touched. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But until then, like I can choose to focus on what I don't have and cry about that. But in doing so, talk talk. you miss everything you do have mm-hmm. and you take away from the people that do support you. Don't like, even sweat but I'm here, thing. so why are you yeah. not mm-hmm. clapping and happy yeah. that I'm here clap for and you. crying because they're not? Clap for you and clap clap for you yeah. and, and clap for those that do clap for you. Because yeah, the ones right. that's not, they going to fall in line. Yeah. Not, not and I'm not even going to be mad. You know, and not, not even mad at stuff mad like about that. Not even be mad about it. Yeah. And not to jump off subject. So I've learned some stuff about that too. I don't want to jump jump off subject, but I, <laughs> speaking on people that support you, that that you'll think like, okay, this is my family and my partner, you know what I'm saying? They should be clapping for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. It's a story. So, the first move I've done, well, not the first move I've done, but one of the moves I've done was the first one to come out, right? Mm-hmm. It's my first thing on TV, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm happy about it. And it came out, and I wasn't in it. 
the scenes I was in, they scrapped. Mm. Right? So I asked somebody, one of my close partners, yeah. Soka. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, did you see the junk? Did I wasn't asking to see me because I was starting the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, uh, you know the movie I was talking about, man, on my page, man, I post on my page, you see that junk? When this man said, boy, you killed it. Oh, no. <laughs> you killed it. I said, man, that was straight. Man, he called off in line. Man, I died. Whoa. I said. And I wasn't even in I the said, movie. wait a minute, let me go back. You said I did what? Man, you, boy, you know you killed it. Right, you I'm talking about man. When you when when you had talked to the dude, I ain't had no speaking role. Right, right, when you talked to the dude, this was my first feature role. I'm a coach. Keep going. You know what I'm saying? I'm playing the football coach for this little league team on the Marvin Sapp movie. You know what I'm saying? But they scrapped it, so you didn't get to see none of it when it was out. Only I know what the hell I went on. And my man said, "I'm talking about man. You you showed your ass, bro. Oh my god. Then he said, you on your way." That's funny. I said, damn. I said, that's what's up, my boy. Let me, let me, let me call you back. Let me call you. I gotta go. Never call back. <laughs> I gotta go. So that's a cold thing about support, man. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's even harsher when it's like you can't even get other women to support you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and I have, you, I've had that problem. You a woman. You told me, yeah. like, uh, uh, oh, you can, you can talk to this person. You can talk on the podcast. You can talk to your castmates. But when you come to me, you can't talk. We don't have conversation. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm trying. Listen, it was funny. It was weird, though. But it was funny to say, the hell you mean I don't talk to you? I thought we had. What she mean, like opening up to you, her, or what is? No, that's what it sound. I think that's probably what it sound like. Cause I don't know. did she? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. Did like, she watch the first episode? I mean, listen to the first episode. Okay, so I asked somebody that they okay. check. <laughs> Is so, that why she said that? So someone was like, they very supportive of them. They, they, they left comments. Yeah. Everything. You know what I'm saying? I, I just met this person. I don't know okay. this person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the other chick that I know, she was like, I heard some of your little pocket. You know what? Little, what did you do? Know, not a little word. And I thought that was just a Memphis yeah. term. No, you know why? You know Listen, in Memphis, that little job. That's that hell. Before something like you throw a birthday badge, like heard about your little party, nigga. It's a day of celebration in life. My little party. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's your new little whip. Got the new little jays on, don't you? I see you over with your new little girlfriend. You know, it's yeah. they downsizing it's the energy stuff. Behind. Yeah, it's the energy behind so for real. So when mama said, uh, yeah, so I heard your little podcast. Then listen to it all. I was like, oh, what the hell? I'm like, like so what did you hear? I'm like, what did you hear, though? Right. Well, I'm just asking. I just know that you talked to, you know, you on your podcast. You talked to Casman. You never really just talked to me. I'm like. She was, she was in her feelings. Insecure. That's all. Oh, anyway, I wouldn't even look at it like that. I she, don't really care. She basically, she wanted, I just, yeah, it was a, it was a trip to me. Oh, that's your mama. Girl, stop. She, she wanted you. 
But your little female friend. That's I ain't trying to be funny, but I'm going to say it. Once. Just a partner, just a <laughs> kid folk, you know, talk oh, to, okay. chop, chop. That's it. Oh. Uh, special. Uh, but yeah. I hope you know that. Oh, no. Not you a direct what? shout out. Wow. Yeah. I'm a realist. We are, this is not a messy podcast, it's okay? Not. But um, we're trying well, to help him. You story. Help you. We're trying to help them. Okay. I'm a little as sweaty. As, as we're helping ourselves. Look, as we're helping ourselves. We're in 30 minutes of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but no, um, seriously though, you when it comes to um you I can't even take them serious right come now. On, come on. But no, so when it comes to, you know, toxic femininity or whatever, when <laughs> since you asking us all these questions. Yeah. When would when I mean, besides your you know situation with your mom that you spoke on last time, yeah. what was an experience like that for you? I know you spoke on your kids' mothers at one point in time yeah. too, but did you have any other family members or yeah, female when friends? I, when I, when I moved that you... over to my, um, I was staying with my dad's mom, and when my grandmother, my mom's mother came and got me, uh, I didn't know the side of my family mm-hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? And it'd be it was a lot of female cousins I had. And they used to talk bad. Like, oh, Project, yeah, little Project Baby, you know where you're mad. Oh, Because, you know, I came from foot home, and when my grandmother came and got me, she, was, she worked her way up to, like, you know, one-story house but three bedrooms, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Front and backyard. She worked her way up, you know what I'm saying? And that side of the family, they ain't really just know me. That's what made me do entertainment, to be, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest. I started doing entertainment. I had to entertain them for them to like me. And it was the females used to say stuff like, ah, oh, you know, your mom had this and this and that, this grandma house. You know what I'm saying? So I had to deal with a lot of female situations, like from my moms to female cousins. You know, I'm trying to figure out why people do that. Like I saw a post. I had a, a, my auntie, I got an like auntie that, the other day. that used, to, mm-hmm. used to really get on me. Like, her and my mom, I guess they didn't get along, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she used to say stuff, because I was a little, you know, uh, misguided in classes and stuff in school, whatever. Challenge. Whatever, you know. No, I ain't going to be, you know, I went slow. I'm very smart. But uh, I was very disruptive, all right? And my aunt used to say things to me, like, you just like your mama, you ain't going to be shit. You know what I'm saying? So I used to... It was females that was putting shit. And how you not only your mama leave. Right. You dealing with that. You dealing with your cousins mm-hmm. talking shit. Right. Female cousins talking mm-hmm. shit. Then you got your auntie. The grown folks. Yeah, the so that took a yeah, that took a toll on me when yeah. I got older. How did that translate into your relationships? Bad. Mm. Bad. Very bad. Like I said on the first episode, I I would fuck out first. So I wouldn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. I was so expecting someone to leave. Right. Yeah, I was expecting for you to hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But am I right now? Of course you are. Thank you. You more than not right, of course. <laughs> Thank you. That's Thank right. you so much. You know what I'm saying? I ain't always right, right, but I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But 
it, it, it's taking its tolls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I used to. How's your relationship with your sister? I know you mentioned her too. My baby sister. Yeah, the one that's a stud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even really have a close relationship with my sisters like I should. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy, but I don't. Um, I had a relationship with uh, my stepbrother. He wasn't my brother, half-brother. He was stepbrother. My dad raised him ever since he was a kid. So all I knew that he was my brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, I don't got no real close relationship with him like that. With your siblings? Man. And I try to, uh, and that situation makes me so hard with my children mm-hmm. for them to always have a bond. That's yeah. how I am. And I just yeah. recently, recently told my oldest kid, I said, you know, y'all, I I need my three to be tight. Yeah. Because y'all are all y'all gonna have. All my children and mothers are watching this because I got them together one time. Like, we for the work to do that. We grown. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So. Like, I, I want them. So I want y'all to have that strong dynamic because my daughter is my only girl. I have two boys. Yeah. She's my only girl. But on my kid's father's side, she's the oldest girl, his oldest girl. Yeah. But she doesn't have a relationship with her younger siblings like that. And yeah. that's because it wasn't, it's not been taken care of like it needs to be taken care of. And it's the same thing for me. Like, I have four sisters, three are older than me, and one is younger. And we don't have close relationships. Of course, I was not raised in a household with my father. Yeah. Um. All of them, except for my oldest sister, were. And um. so when I did get around my sister's, it was, I felt like I was treated like how female friends had been treating me. Like it was a, you know, con- don't get me wrong. We are a lot alike in a lot of ways. And we were kind of all Im- amazed by each other. But at the same time, it was always a piece of something that they would say or do that made me feel like I was around those girls that didn't really like me. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, it still haven't been healed completely. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it right. because I they know how I feel and I'm not having it any other way. Mm-hmm. I know my purpose and I know that my purpose is to heal my family. Right. Right. And so um, I did make that clear. You know, my oldest sister was here recently and, you know, we I didn't get to really elaborate on the conversation with her, but I did get to talk to her a little teeny bit and I'll get to talk to her another time, you know. Um, but I do want a relationship, with, you know, with my sisters because I always... I grew up being the oldest child. Mm-hmm. I didn't have sisters. And I always craved older siblings because I feel like, you know how you you have your older siblings so they can protect, yeah, you know, teach you some, you know. And I was always the big sister, so mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't get that vibe. And I didn't have older cousins around me or nothing that, you know, made me feel like that or whatever. And right. so when I found out I did have sisters, I was, I was weirded out. Because mm-hmm. how the situation was, but I was happy. Mm-hmm. And I have older brothers too now. Yeah. Like, I'm the baby out of 10. I'm the second to the baby out of 10 wow. on my daddy's side. Yeah. And so I was really, really happy. Like, I, my brothers, I love my brothers. Like, we have great relationships. Um, It's just my sisters. And that's because that I believe 
Well, my youngest sister and me, we're, we don't, she's 10 years younger than me, so we really don't have a relationship. Okay. It's not a bad situation. It's just we wasn't put in a position to get there. Okay. So we'll hit each other up on Instagram every so often because she, she's, I, I kind of look at her like a little mini me, you know, when it comes to fashion and yeah. different things, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I update her on my life sometimes and she might hit me up or whatever sometimes. But, um, and then my oldest sister, I just really hadn't talked to her in years. And we always pretty much had a cool, you know, conversational relationship. But she's so much older than me, too, you know. But the two that's, like, right there in the middle that's, like, closer in age to me, those are the two whose relationships are really strained with me. And that's because of the fact that I was conceived on their mother. Yeah. And they will never really say that. But I know. That's what it stands for. Discernment tells me, you know, Mm -hmm. that that's what that is. And I may, I, you know, while my sister was here, her, me and our oldest brother had a slight conversation and I kind of threw it out there. I said, you're the person that needs to be being held responsible and accountable for all of this is not being brought into question. Mm. I said, it's not my fault. Right. Right. And, the, and the, yeah. And the thing about it, and like I said, I said, I will no longer pay for my parents' indiscretions. I'm not. And maybe when they get to that point where we can have those conversations and they can be real with themselves about the fact that your daddy hurt your mama or our daddy hurt your mama, not me. You know what I'm saying? So when, when, when we had that conversation, when this, when that happens, then maybe we can have those conversations. I I mean, I have plenty of nieces and nephews and you know, every time I've had a chance to be around them, they love their auntie. Like one of my nephews used to call me, uh, what he used to call me, uh, Auntie Tasha Mac. <laughs> I don't know why. He used to call me Auntie Tasha Mac. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. Tasha Mac is from what? Um, the game. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. game. But, yeah, like, oh, you did? Yeah, there were several Tasha Macs before they came out. But, um, but yeah, I really do want their relationship with my nieces and nephews because I look at them, like I said, as an extension of me. And I would, anytime I was around them, I always took care of them like they were my babies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I missed out on their lives because of decades old issues. Right. Right. That was before all of our time. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's like, when is it going to get to the point where we fix this? Because, you know, part of me not being able to have those relationships with other women is because I, I ain't got it with my sisters. And they mean a lot to me. Right. They don't probably know it, but they do. And they probably feel that too. But I, it's like, yeah. how do y'all? Who's gonna initiate the? I'm gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. The so thing like, about it is, of course, it's up. it's all it's gonna always be me. Right. It's it's always been me, and it's just like you know, I'm to the point where I'm tired of it being me though, because mm. it's like y'all say y'all love me, because they all say, oh, we love you, we love you, we love you, but it's like y'all love me from a distance. I, I, mean, I hear what you're saying. Like, when is it going to take effect, though? So always, but know, everybody everybody has to want it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can initiate it. I can initiate it all the time. But if I'm not getting the feedback, what what else can I do? Well, here's the thing. I feel like, you know, even if you don't, if, if someone doesn't want it, I'm putting it out there. You may not get it now. Mm-hmm. But... Maybe down the line, it'll catch up with because mm-hmm. I put it out there. Mm-hmm. Like, my grandmother used to give me so much game when I was young. Mm-hmm. I heard it, but I didn't really listen to that shit. Mm-hmm. Until she passed, I started quoting more of the things she told me. Mm-hmm. She put it out there. She planted a seed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's gone, right. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's too late to go back and say, man, you were right. But still, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you just plant that seed out there, even if they're not ready. Mm-hmm. Just put it out there. Oh, yeah. I've been, Because black folk, we got a bad habit of waiting until niggas to die. The, to, and I'm not going to do when that. When niggas like, die, we got so much yeah. to say and so much, all it over, you know, like, come on, man. Because I've even put that in my family group chat on my mom's side. I made a group chat on Facebook. And I've even mentioned that because my mom's side her of her family is like not really close. Yeah. And but y'all to come together for a funeral or yeah. something. And it's just like I don't like that. And even with my dad's side of the family, like we the last couple of times I was around the majority of them, it was for a funeral. And it's like I'm not gonna keep coming together with y'all because like our bro- when our my bro- our brothers died and we were all there for that funeral. Um, then my oldest brother's mother died and we all, his sisters, all of us went and supported him. Right. Except for two of us. Um, the youngest and the oldest wasn't there, but us three middle girls, uh-huh. we were all there. I'm not going to keep, that's not going to be the only reason. Right. That's not going to be the only reason. And so, um, I've been trying to meditate on it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I know that spiritually I have to get myself and energetically I have to get myself to, to ready to, uh, basically deal with whatever come my way. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm really, really sim- s- sensitive. Yeah. So, um, I'm just trying to get myself up for that. Right. Yeah. So we got one in. We got one. We got a clip. Okay. We 30 minutes. All right, bet. All right. That's a, that's 30-minute break. I'm going to tell you another thing. <laughs> Toxic, feminine relationships. So, I dated a girl who um, I dated almost seven to eight years. She used to be, uh, uh, I'm not going to say used to, but uh, first we had the same birthday. Mm-hmm. Same year, same month, same day. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I was Libra. Twinsies. Right. Two Libras, you know what I'm saying? Libra time. Yes, and... I don't know. Should I speak on that? Yeah. Because. How did that affect you? And how was she toxic? I'm not. I don't know. Was she toxic or was I toxic? It could have been. I think we both were toxic. We both were toxic. We were. We had the best sex. You know what I'm saying? She used to. uh, She was dating women for like six years. Mm. And I came in the picture. (laughs) You shut all that down. No, we had fun. Oh. <laughs> no, we had it was fun. one of those. Okay. Yeah, but she didn't have no relationship with women, though. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it was, we had fun, though. And, like, that's still, like, my, I didn't know till later on that this person would still be, like, a good friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But together in a relationship, we was very terrible. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that had to do with me. Mm-hmm. But some of the things that she did triggered some things that went on in my childhood mm. for me to act the way I did act, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Did she know it was triggering for you? I don't think she really did in the beginning. And I had lied so much, so when I did bring it up, she probably thought I was lying about that. Mm. So you really didn't get, like, full clarity in that no, situation? Not really. Mm. Not really. Wow. But I know she watched it, though. Shout mm-hmm. out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still my rolling. 
That's, that's my what's up, though. That's good that y'all got to that point. And, like, with you, how did your... Uh, well, I was, I was... Okay, so I used to say slick shit. Really down for shit. You know, because I was in that mind frame. That, mm-hmm. that state of mind I was in was so foul. Did you think... Did you feel like you being in that mind state increased her toxicity? I think so. Because I say shit like, you know, I used to say shit about my breath, like, you know, when we get into it, so I say shit about my breath, when we get into it, I'm like, oh, gay ass bitch. You know? oh, oh, one of those. Yeah, okay. the old bull dag ass. You know, I used to say some foul shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then she used to say things like, like she had like females that was, you know, uh, lesbian friends. Mm-hmm. She had lesbian friends. And I was so toxic. Like, when they get together, just kick you. I'm thinking, oh, y'all doing the humping around. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Insecure. Very insecure. Mm-hmm. Very insecure. And some of it kind of, you know, had something to do with our situation, mm-hmm. which made her even more toxic. Very much. And But when we got together, it was... Was it based on sex or was it based on? Sex? I mean, it could have been if that was the only thing that y'all do. Y'all were good at together. We were good at a lot of things. We sold dope with each other. Man, we telling the truth. Look, I, I, mean, had, a, <laughs> I, had, I had experience I mean, last listen. night, man. I'm getting all the truth out because I don't know when let that clock gonna expire. Because that episode I had last night, so I said, "Yeah, today I'm telling the truth." Tell it all. Uh-huh. Let it go. Yeah. So, you know, go back and go back and look at this and say I was lying. That's the truth. You know what I'm saying? That's the truth. But yeah. So, I think a lot of that shit I did, you know, increased the toxic with her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now, she tell me that it's hard for her to fuck with anybody mm-hmm. because of the... Because you deal with it, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, y'all definitely got some help. Because, I mean, it's good that y'all still friends, but in order, if y'all going to be friends, there definitely has to be some accountability and some healing done there because it's, it affected you in one way, but it's now that you know it's affecting her, what y'all going to do with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have those hard conversations because if y'all going to remain friends, she can't be feeling how she feeling. No, we, we, you we know? talk. We talk. You know, we haven't. Got to that. I have apologized and told her, like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, you're a good woman. You were a good woman the whole time. It was just me who wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. I'm a late bloomer. She was ready, ready then. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I'm a late bloomer. Same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm yeah. a late bloomer. I've been a kid at heart for the longest. I'm still a kid at heart, but I'm. I did. I ref, I just refuse to let myself get old and in, in the mind. I'm still a kid at heart, so yeah. So, you know, but I told him, like, it wasn't you, it was me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I think that's kind of helped her along the way. But still, like, far as relationships, she ain't, yeah. she ain't dealing with She going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Because if she, I mean, even though if y'all have had those hard conversations, she's going to have to deal with that within herself before she can move on because she can only uh, hold you accountable for so much. Mm-hmm. She has to hold herself accountable. She allowed. Now, let's talk about something else on this note, ladies. Mm-hmm. Since I got y'all here, and we got this toxic feminine relationship situation. Okay. So, <laughs> dealing with a woman who 
has a significant other and says they're not vibing anymore, <clears throat> but they're still together mm-hmm. in the house, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. Who's the fool? Is it me? <laughs> Who's the fool? Because they keep promising. Mm-hmm. It's just like when a female you know, deal with a married man, and you think he gonna leave his spouse. No. But that's the thing. She's not married. It, it ain't got to... Morally, maybe. How long is the lease? Dad, because it's like, you don't have to be legally married. Yeah. It's just, if she's in a monogamous relationship, yeah. long-term relationship... Nine times out of ten. I mean, nine times out of ten, she ain't going nowhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You accepted the role as a side dude, too. Exactly. So she's probably always going to see... That's the thing, that. though. So, I, 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 it, it, it may have gotten deeper. Mm-hmm. So, then you give her an ultimatum. Because how long you gonna play that role? This situation. How you get in this situation? It's toxic for sure. Right, it started off toxic. Look, yeah, we gonna move on from there. Did you know from the beginning? You gonna tell us that off camera? So we gonna move on. No, we ain't talking about nothing off camera. (laughs) (laughs) You talking about it now? Listen, I don't know how it happened. Man, but it happened. But you know, men, if men watching it, you know how we get down. Yeah, you was such a, you know, I'm. Side nigga thinking, but then you like. This ain't I, me. I ain't side nigga no more. Mm-hmm. I like you. So what you gonna do with yeah. that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. And even got caught in one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How that work out? <laughs> you know nah, she put her she drink down. That? I need to pick mine up for that. Cause I'm sorry. <laughs> no, nah, talk. Abort. <laughs> no, we ain't abort. We got caught. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. That is the toxic. Dude, the dude was waiting. Oh. He was waiting. And you know guys who's a lie. I was looking at these headlights. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's, it's following me. Oh, no, no, Pulled no, no, over. No. They parked in another spot. So I go in the store thinking they finna go to the store. Come back out. They had the, the car talking to her. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Oh. And I'm like, oh, this must be the dude. Oh. You know what I'm saying? He played it part real good. I salute the brother. Oh, like, cause wow. he didn't bring this shit towards me. Period. Because it, was, it like, wasn't for him to bring the you. It was for him to bring the. Some niggas don't think like that. You right. You know what I'm saying? So hats off of him for thinking that mm-hmm. thing. You know what I'm saying? For not bringing this shit towards me. But when he asked me, I was like, my nigga, you sure you want me to tell you? I think you need to keep talking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So with that, I'm like, okay, look. I know men. I've been in relationships, and I've I've dealt with women who tell me a lot about their relationships if they with another person. So a man gonna work harder, especially if he love that woman. Mm-hmm. He's gonna work hard to keep that woman mm-hmm. or do better to show this woman that he loves her. Right. So this is my mind thinking. Well, I guess that's over for us because this nigga fit work extra hard. Right. But then I keep getting, no matter what he doing, I don't care. And I'm saying, oh, but y'all so are in the same house. Ding, 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 ding. At this point, that should be a red flag for you. For real. Like because if she don't care about his feelings, what makes you think she don't care about yours? Well, here's the thing. When it comes on that reason why this came about. The reason why this came about. That could turned out real, real bad. Yeah, we, we can discuss you know? that. But here's the thing. The reason why this even came about is because he didn't fucked up three times. And I'm thinking, I'm just, okay, I'm, I'm a payback. I'm the revenge. Yeah, I'm the yeah. vengeance dick. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? This is how I'm thinking. I'm Vince's dick. You know what I'm saying? Nah, this is just real. Superhero with a cape on. Yeah, Vengeance Dick. BD. No. That, one. <laughs> that ain't good. Not BD. That ain't good at all. Wait, wait, wait. I ain't mean it like that. <laughs> I ain't mean it like that. It's a damn good episode. I'm telling you. Vengeance Dick. I didn't mean it like that. Damn good episode. But, uh, hey. Episode, on the next chosen. episode of Chosen Rejects yeah, Podcast. Um, Featuring. Yeah. So I'm BD. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know what I'm saying? That's what I was, but then I keep hearing, um, I'm, I'm waiting to for the lease to be up. I'm waiting. What, what you mean? You mean about the, the place they live? Leave? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Excuses. Just a little bit. Paquito, yeah. Paquito. Just mind your safety. Oh, you talking about like, this ain't now. Oh, that oh, was the fourth. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm about to say, because, yeah. sir, I was about to say, no, you need to put your life at risk. Yeah. No, seriously. Don't come out of those kind of situations. You know what I'm saying? Because I've heard of a situation with somebody that I know, and the situ- it was told to me about somebody that I used to be with in a situation that they put themselves in. Uh-huh. They cheated on their now girlfriend with a female in what he thought was her house, but it, it was her kid's father's house. Mm. And the kid's father had one of those cameras. Damn. And the things was set up on his phone, and he saw them in his house wow. doing the do. All through the house. And when that person found out, my ex found out, yeah. What happened? We waiting on you to He basically told her, like, don't call me ever again. Because you put me in a situation. Wow. Even though he was already doing bad by you cheating on your person, you know what I'm saying? But you got put in a situation where you could have lost your lost your life if that man would have came yeah. home with a strap, anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when the person brought it to me, which I, you know, I'll be understanding why they be bringing that stuff to me. But when he brought it to me, I was like. I hope that he saw that for what that was. You know what I'm saying? Because that could have went bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't advise nobody to get themselves in them type of uh, situation. Yeah. If you got a person, be with your person and leave me alone. Is it? Is because it, I ain't, uh-uh. Is, I don't have time for is that. Is it toxic? Is it? If this a toxic woman, let me give you an example. If, if, if she's telling other females how the sex was, is that a toxic woman? It depends. Um, because think about this. A, a real motherfucker like, guys, we ain't, Okay, guys. Y'all talk worse than we do. Yeah, they do. But here's the thing. Hold on. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. If it's somebody they don't care about. If it's somebody we don't give a shit about. That's real. That's real. We letting it all hang out, bro. Let me tell you what such and such a did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It went down this way. I ain't yeah. never. Oh, yeah. Y'all do know some like girls when it comes but to the But when it comes to the one that you fuck with, you ain't. Only, mm-hmm. only way that your guy's going to know is he's missing. He's not with us. She must be putting it down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But we don't say it. But when it comes to women, mm-hmm. and y'all share information like that. Because um, I've heard women say, you don't pose to tell your girlfriends or such and yeah, such. Yeah, because they'll be thinking about doing it. And I feel like this. This is me personally. I'm a very transparent person. I don't really mean to put nobody in my business. Yeah. But I feel like if you say you're my friend mm-hmm. 
and I say I'm your friend, you ain't got no business looking like or mm-hmm. thinking about my man like that no way. Because right. I ain't looking at yours like that. Exactly. If you tell me something into me, I'm not looking at your situation like we that. We just having girl We talk. just having girl talk. And it really just depends on the dynamic of the friendship. And it depends on who that person really is. Because if, if that, that female has the intentions to be like that anyway, then she going to move like that. You know what I'm saying? Because there are certain people, like, you, of course you ain't going to just get into the nitty-gritty, dirty-dirty of nah. y'all bedroom uh-huh. stuff. You know <laughs> well, what I'm saying? saying? But what you may say do, you may say um, some things, you know, in passing, but you ain't going to just really uh, break it up, yeah. break mean, it you down. Tell, you know what I'm saying? talking about detail, detail, like, all the way I mean, in, you, you have saying, hey, here, look at this. Oh. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> No, I'm saying is that that's a toxic is that you. is that a toxic woman? It is toxic. I think it's a toxic, think it's, it's a toxic trait. Toxic trait. Yeah. I'm not showing you From my man's teacher. man's parts. Like I'm, that's not your business. Yeah, no, we're not. Doing I'm not that. showing you his man parts. No. I'm not really telling you that. No, that's a toxic woman, though, right? That's a that's a toxic trait. Toxic trait. Man, she may not be toxic overall. But that's flag. definitely a red flag yeah. toxic trait yeah. type stuff. And Women, I hope you're listening. I hope <laughs> everybody's showing. listening. But yeah, like seriously, you it's you know, you have to know who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those situations like I feel like with, you know, me and Sierra's friendship, I know who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. So I know that, you know, when I talk to her about stuff, it stays between me and her. Right. Outside of me and her, it's on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. I trust her. You know what I'm saying? So it may not it's not a lot of people like that in my life, mm-hmm. but she's one of those people. Okay. Aww. <laughs> Period. Get off my land. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my land. You never keep me from it. <laughs> nah, but um, no, seriously, you just gotta know who you talking to because you know you do have some females. I've heard known some females that would tell a friend something just to see if she gonna move like that. Like a test. Mm-hmm. Is that and, I, and, test, and I don't think that's cute. If you have to like, if you feel like you gotta take your yeah, yeah, yeah. then that's your answer. That's your answer. You know what I'm saying? And I don't feel like you should have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's weird energy to me. I don't move like that. I've never moved like that. Like, I have people that have done that to me. And it's like, if you felt like that about me, why, why are we even talking? Don't like, test me. That means you already think you have some reservations. But then, too, to think about it like this, the women that have done that to me were women that have done things to me. So they're expecting you to be, they're Move projecting. Like, yeah, they're they projecting you. what they've yeah, done that I may not know about. Uh-huh. And then I end up finding out later on down the line that you have dealt with somebody that I used to deal with. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, that's why you moved the way you moved. That's why you were moving like that because you was thinking that you was letting your guilt eat you up that you moved like that behind the scenes with me and you yeah. thought I was going to, no. Right. I'm a genuine person. I'm very genuine when it comes to that. I'm not going to move like that on you. I can know you done did that today. Yeah. And, I had two you know. friends, um, homegirls in mm-hmm. high school. One of the friends um, had a boyfriend, had the boyfriend for years on and off, but that was like her teenage love. Mm. Um, the other friend, you know, they were like the best friends within our group, right? And she was like the wild one, you know, she's down for whatever kind of girl. They ended up hanging out one night and they got a room. They stayed out, you know, had some drinks, all that good stuff. My home girl, the one that was uh that had the boyfriend, fell asleep early. Mm-hmm. Oh. Got drunk, passed out. Next Whoa. thing you know, there are rumors that come about 
about the other friend and the boyfriend. To oh. this day, they still don't know exactly what happened, but their friendship has never been the same. Mm. And in our dynamic of our circle of friends, mm. at that point, we just stopped trusting the other girl. Because she had her ways about her. Yeah. But you know how you just love a person, you're a teenager, so you really don't think that deeply yeah. about stuff like that. But she always had those little moments where you kind of, like, if I got a side eye, you with my man, like, you laughing, you... <laughs> chest yeah. rub here or you hugging a little too tight like if i hug somebody's man we are doing a church it's that church hug. Hey, ain't gonna be no yeah. front nah. nope, nope. we got respect you know what yep. I mean? yeah. Yeah. yeah so apparently she fell asleep early they did what they did and to this day mm. yeah that was a very mm-hmm. toxic oh, well do you feel like you've ever been a toxic female um mm. yes probably to a man <laughs> Absolutely, I've had my toxic moments. Look at him. He just want to get all into it. Listen, hey. I've had my toxic moments because I was a hurt person, you know? I had abandonment issues when it came to the relationship I had with my mother. Um, I didn't know how to navigate in the feminine space. Um, I was clingy. Um, And it got to a point where, you know, I would blow phones up at one point in time. Yeah, I did. I did that. And then... It flipped when I got into my 20s. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be honest with y'all. So I will always give a guy like the benefit of the doubt. If you mm-hmm. come at me, genuine, I'm going to be genuine. But if the not, take for damn tat. Yep, that was me. me. Or get the best of me. Mm-hmm. Or trying to trick me out of, you know, as they say, tricking me out of my draws. Mm-hmm. All bets were off. And this was my early 20s, so... Yeah, I had that tip with tap mentality. I did at mm-hmm. one point in time. I'm not like that anymore. No, right. It took a lot of healing, a lot of self-reflection. Of course. It took a lot of moments for me to look at myself and be like, damn, that was really fucked up. Mm-hmm. That was really ugly what you did to mm-hmm. that man. Dang, you might have really broke his heart. Mm-hmm. And having to go through those moments where I know that kind of pain, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be responsible for bringing that kind of hurt to somebody else. Right. Regardless of what they did to me, mm-hmm. regardless of what or who I felt they were, it was just like, um, I know how hard it is to heal. I know how hard it is to have to turn things around and reprogram yourself and mm-hmm. come through things. And I didn't want to be responsible for that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hung my I hung my little player card up. <laughs> yeah. And I started attracting a different kind of person. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah, I had a situation with a friend, and I was the wrong person. And to this day, we still hadn't really talked. We ain't friends no more. Yeah, same. I I mean, we can see each other, and it's all love. Mm -hmm. But the situation and where I was wrong, we we ain't never talked about. Yeah. And it was one of those situations where I did smash a dude. Yeah. And, and what, listen, it was not my yeah, intent. No. I was, I was, I was still very young. I didn't. I don't even think I had. Did I have my first child? I might have had my first. I don't know. I didn't have my first child. I was still. We, we was in school. Keep going. Anyway, but um, <laughs> but now nah, the situation. He actually came to me, yeah. and I don't even know why because I was talking to one of his friends. Yeah. Wow. And we were all, you know, they were in college. We were in high school, and. Um, Wait a minute. No, they they it, they wasn't like we was like in our last year. They was in their oh. first year college. It was 
the closest. Oh, it happens. It did. It, that's a whole nother. Young getting approached hmm. by older guys. Whole like, difference. Mm. Ooh, we can definitely it. talk about that because I got some stories. Um, but yeah, um, but no, he actually <laughs> came at me and was crazy because um, I didn't look at him like that. Like yeah. I looked at him like, oh, you my girl, dude. We all cool. We all had the spring group. Mm. I didn't look at him like that. Mm-hmm. And one day he he popped up over my over my place. And I'm thinking that he was either looking for her or it was something. I forgot what it was. He uh, he tried to say he left something over there the last time. He, they was all at my place or whatever. It was something. I forgot what it was. But all I know is next thing I know, my, my drawers was down. And <laughs> not next thing I know. <laughs> and, and it was not intentional on my part at all. And I felt like shit afterwards because... We were really, really good friends um, in high school. Yeah. And Aww. I'm sorry, girl. Like, I Aww. never really did get to tell her that, you know. Um, if you're watching. If you watching. I, I wouldn't say her name, but I ain't going to do it. Don't do that because I ain't going to do it. No, I ain't going to do it like that. But, um, no, um, I never did get to apologize because she's, like, literally the only person that I ever did anything like that to. I never was the type of friend. Yeah. And so I felt like crap. But Pretty, you were a teenager. Uh, right, I was. And then, you know, when somebody yeah, approached me. She was. She I was. She was a teenager. I was. And when somebody approached it's me about it, she girl. never approached me about yeah. it. But when somebody else did, I lied about it. Because yeah. I wasn't ready to own up to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even some years later, well, I, well, at one point, I stopped feeling bad about it because I felt like I found out that she was talking about me anyways. Before that had <laughs> even happened. I kind of felt vindicated at that point. Um... But it still don't excuse it, especially with my moral compass now. It does yeah, not excuse it. That's real. Um, he actually did come back around in my life years later, and we were actually just really cool. He was trying to talk to me then, and I was like, we shouldn't have did nothing the first time. Mm-hmm. And I never did go there with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, we can be cool. We can be friends, in which we were friends, you know. But I said, we can't do that again. I said, I know y'all, that, that was your high school situation, and y'all nowhere near together now. He... You know, whatever, everybody got their own situations, I said, but we should have never went to begin with. And I feel like that was my moment to be her friend, mm-hmm. even though we weren't even talking like that. Like, I guess I can see her today, and we, hey, all love, and, you know, we cool and speak and everything. Mm-hmm. But at, I feel like that was my moment when it approached me again to be like, because yeah. at that point I had had all three of my children. I was grown, grown, and I, you know, was like, nah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Is, is is this a toxic trait as well when women who are um let's say successful, you know, uh, they business, they own a business, they have, they have a great job, career, mm-hmm. you know, got all their cars on the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but alone. And when they get with a man, only thing you hear is them bringing up, um, it took a long time for me to get to where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? That's because I'm they're trying operating to find it out. masculine energy. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, I'm when, trying to figure when it you out. Have I think it's a toxic like trait yeah. when you're dealing with somebody. And let's say you only been talking four days, right? Mm-hmm. And they come with the, uh, what are we doing? Bitch, what oh, you mean? We we're, doing? Know, we're dating. Well, we're the thing about it is, right? is, this, it is this serving a purpose? Everything is serving a purpose. We just stop. What the hell? This ain't been no months. It's been four, four days. days. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Right, Shawty. 
they want to look at you like, well, you ain't just really uh, uh, about me or you uh, on some old shit. You like, what the fuck you mean? Well, you don't okay. even know me. I'm going to play the <laughs> other side just because. Yeah, right? we're going to have a kid, okay. Okay, so... I have been in situations where, you know, somebody will get my number and they'll text me, how you doing? Then the next day, what you doing? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's day two. Mm -hmm. By day three, hey, have a good day. What you doing? Day four, if you coming with that same what you doing type of energy, there's no progression. You're not making any phone calls. You're not trying to set something up to see if we want to meet in person and see if how... These are only texts? Yeah. Not having a conversation. Right. So by day four, I can understand, like, okay, what are we doing? Like, this might... Nah, but that ain't up. the case, though. What, we... what is this woman doing to put, to put this put Darn, out there? This is like what the, what has this... He like, let me clear oh, that up. Okay, again. so this is past stuff. Because like brothers want to know and women need to know. And men need to know and women want to know. Um, just life experience. Um, so let's say you've known this this person 19 years. You haven't seen each other in 17 years. Mm-hmm. And you reconnect. And it's only been four days. Oh, that gives a little substance to it. Yeah, because it's like... Mm. It's four days, but no, this is my thing. I think she's <laughs> looking at it like I think she's looking at it like because like, y'all have known each other so long. She's looking at it like y'all have known each other so long. I think it's one of those situations. She's going by the time y'all have known each other, not the actual time y'all reconnected. That's what I'm saying. That's what you have to try to lie because it's like you ain't the same motherfucker. Right? I know me. I know who I was. You know what I'm saying? I ain't that same. Listen, no. You know what I'm saying? And you damn sure ain't that same. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, we dating. We getting to know each other. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit up 19 years ago. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? You don't want the dude from 19 years ago. No, that's how I feel too. Because if, if you come to my life and you were in my life previously and you resurfaced back. Yeah. Yeah, you gonna have to court me. Yeah, yeah. but when Absolutely. you get to that point, we're in different places in our lives. What we doing is this serving the purpose? I attach myself to you. I think Again, a lot of times right? Are so, and I hate to sound so generalized, but in that situation, it sounds like she already had made up her mind that she wants to pursue something with you. But we are sometimes we too just quick reconnect to attach it, ourselves right. to. But that's because she that looking we, for something well, that maybe, she's okay, missing. So she's not void. What if you're looking for the same thing? But you still have to be cautious. If you run into yeah, something, even it. though you, your mindset is different, our mindset is different, this is what you have planned, this is what I may have planned. We may have the same thing planned, but I still need to know who I'm planning this shit with. That's right. What if she's looking at it like this? Like, okay, I'm at this age, we're both at this age, and we've reconnected. If we both know what we want, why are we wasting time? I ain't no wasting shit. God gave me breath, and I, I, I'm praying he's going to keep giving it to me. I don't count my days short. I count these yeah. motherfuckers. It's going to be long. You yeah. understand me? If you get to thinking like this, well, get ready. But I'm saying that maybe, maybe that's the mindset Me, on the other hand, I'm here. So what did you tell her, and how did she take it? I told her about the same shit. It's, we dating. Yeah. We dating. What was her response to that? Man, no, I'm trying to find purpose. I'm like, well, purpose my ass. 
Oh, batter I'm purposely leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not feeling like, oh, because you can't, you can't give me that. Uh, it sounds like you're very controlling, one. Let's get that's, this understood. Because this is why I'm asking you women. That's why I'm asking you women. This is sounding like controlling. This is sounding like control. You know what I'm saying? And I, I told my motherfucker, like, hey, um, no. If you want some shit right then and now, I ain't the one. You need to either go get you a, a soft-spoken man or go find you a woman. But that's the thing. is like She probably she needs to heal something in her. For her to want to jump yeah, to and, and, and I'm saying that from experience. I'm not Dr. Phil in real life. In real life. You know, in but, I, but I say that from experience no, because I was like that too. Like, even with my situation, we've been dealing with each other for a while. And we're now in the third year just now really taking it serious. Yeah. And it was me that was wanting to rush through everything. But that was only because that my past relationships were like that. Yeah. It was just like, oh... We the fuck you, my girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's how dudes. I was used to dudes coming at me. We go together, real. We go together, You know, and I had to get out that mindset. No, baby, you are a big grown, big grown woman now. Yeah. You dealing with a big grown man. It ain't yeah. like this yeah. no more. He not nothing like them. Yeah. And I had to check myself, and I had to heal that within myself. Like, okay, you know, those men that had that mentality, they wanted something from you. Outside of just the sex, they you know a lot of those dudes they be needing a place to stay, or they 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 looking for their mama or you know whatever they need some they needed something from yeah. me to where they felt like they had to love bomb me so quick. Yeah, and that wasn't that wasn't and it took me to be with who I'm with now to realize that that wasn't normal. Yeah. and so he he don't I, mean, I tell him all the time like you really don't understand you done made me do a lot of work on myself mm. in three years that I thought I had done. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, okay. And the fact that I know I'm I'm doing it, it lets me know not only do I love myself more, but I do care about him enough to make those changes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it 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 was for me. I feel like for a minute, I always thought maybe it was him. To a point, it was him. Yeah. But it was more me just being real. Like I was yeah. the, like the toxic person in the, in this relationship. I can speak on something like that. I was just engaged, and. Um... I'm saying this to say, God will put people in your life to prepare you for something else and then remove them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I, I didn't have, I've all, I, I came to Atlanta in 06 and I called a child when I went back to Memphis. So it was a while for me to come back and stay. So when I finally decided I was going to come back and stay here, I got engaged and then I moved there. You know what I'm saying? And that same person I got engaged to, um, Introduced me to what you the film industry. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, my mindset went on that. I'm like, okay, I took the last of my little dope money. You know what I'm saying? And I'm finna come in and start a new life. So I end up um, going to school to be uh, to have my a first aid CPR nursing degree. And I'm like, I'm a felon. I don't even supposed to have this, but I got it here in Georgia. I'm like, damn, I didn't know they were doing it like that. So my mind, I'm finna be a regular Joe. I'm down here because I'm resisting the temptation from where I was at. Right. This is me starting a new life right. of a, a loyal and honest man with this woman. And she introduced me to the, uh, this film industry. And once it 
became like it wasn't overnight, but it may look like it was overnight. Because I when I'm doing something, when I put my hand on something, this is it. I'm going for it full time. And I know how this game is. It's just like the music game. So I gotta start from the bottom. You know what I'm saying? I gotta start from the bottom to get to where I wanna go. Everything has to start small and grow large. You know what I'm saying? And motherfuckers start getting insecure. Motherfuckers start saying you gotta take pictures with uh, women all the time on set. In the, in this industry, that one is it was like. I mean, there you had to place those boundaries, but that's. I mean, everybody. It that's got, a it, thing. It, it, it got so bad yeah. to a motherfucker start inboxing these women. I would take pictures. Oh, wow. Ooh, you messing up. That sounds like my ex that was abusive. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and I'm like, wait a minute, you introduced me to something that you're insecure about. Jesus. I remember this from the last episode. Mm. Like you said, she served her purpose. Exactly. She so, was taken she definitely served her purpose. Yeah. And, yeah. and cause, cause, cause had you. Purpose. But I wanted to talk about that again because since we talking about toxic femininity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that sign? What was that sign? What was her sign? Her insecurity. Mm-hmm. Insecurity. Yeah, she okay. sounded like she was going to get in the way of the business. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, had you still been she been moving like she was moving, that could have had, like, you know, Because I was, I was, I was, yeah, this, I was at the point and, you know, I gave them my, not my uh, password to my email. Take care of this business for me. Write up the resume. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to go get this type of camera. So that means those insecurities don't stem from you. They stem from something else. Because, because open cause if you were that open with her, yeah. giving passwords, which mm. men don't really readily do. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Those insecurities, the they didn't talk to you. Yeah. It made, and I wanted to ask, well, did mm. it actually, did it not come from me? Because they went into, uh, you know, my stuff and looked for old messages. It did not come from you. And I'm going to say that because if those messages are old, why is she looking for it? Mm. That did not come. That was before her. Yeah. Why are you looking into that? Yeah. <laughs> if it didn't happen during her time, she should she shouldn't okay, be so looking into that at all. For the fellas that's watching, just being real. For the fellas that's watching, when we're on, you know, social media, or whatever, right? I had a situation where she was like, "You liking these bitches pictures too much? I don't even know these women." Just don't. Be- I don't know. You can be so you can only be so friendly when you're in a relationship or when you're married. You can only be so cordial, and because uh, you do have those women the where, face. yeah, the face. You do have those women where you know that you may speak to them. I don't know these women. I'm just saying, but okay. Let me let me tell you something about women. Uh, okay. Women know She's women. My... Women know women. This is what I'm saying. So she could have been looking at it like, okay, if you sp- even though you don't know them, you're speaking to these women, they could be think they could be taking it another way. It ain't you making it like that. They could be taking these it another way. These motherfuckers don't even know who I am. Oh, well, then she we tell us famous motherfuckers like OnlyFans or uh, Instagram all type shit. These bitches don't know me. But see, they, they got three hundred thousand some likes. I'm one of them. You thought they don't even like my shit. They that, ain't even that, that was her insecurity. Then I said, okay, that's what I'm trying to do. She, she got some stuff that she needs to deal with, yeah. if that's the case. And she can't project that on you if that's what she needs to deal with. Yeah. 
So that's another. That's a toxic trait. So when she mm-hmm. told you she didn't like that, what what, what conversation did you do? like? Did you stop? Did y'all talk about? It? Did you fall back a little well, here's bit? Or did you I'm, a, I'm an entertainer. Well, I you know what I'm saying? I'm a, no, I'm an entertainer. <laughs> so, um, first of all, it's only social media. We're not being social. Mm-hmm. It's just social media. I don't know who the fuck these folks are. And me being an entertainer, I have to share. I have to share my stuff. I'm I'm my own manager. I'm my own promoter. I'm my own everything. So I may have to share these things with these folks. I don't know who the fuck they are. And I'm gonna like some shit for them to say, "Oh, somebody like so my like shit." Like Sierra said, she serves her purpose because if she introduced you to this industry, and she knows that that's you know a lot of times. You know, networking is a part of our job. No, I, I just wanted to answer her question. When she did that, you know? it came to me about it. I was like, okay, well, tell me what you don't like about it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, um, just me liking shit. And I ain't commenting, good morning. That wasn't a good enough excuse. <laughs> that was not a good enough excuse for me. Yeah. No. <laughs> it has to be far, but it has to be beyond that. Because if you like stuff and it, and it wasn't in a means for you to be disrespectful towards her, it, it, it has to, no. I'm going to get, listen. No. I'm not excusing sis. Lizzo. I'm sorry. I'm like Lizzo shit. My first said, Oh, you like these big dudes. Oh <laughs> dang. If you wanna know yeah. I like some big bitches that's confident. I'm that's sorry, sis. Dang. You were talking. You needed to with something that you need you know to let go. Yeah, it was secure. Like that's not good. Or is it insecurity? Or is it just they were doing like something? She needs to do something with self. Grandmother said this before. Just be grateful that my grandmother said this before with my, my with my children's mother. I'm not gonna say which one of them, okay? But she said if this motherfucker ain't doing nothing with theyself, yeah. they gonna always look at your shit. Mm-hmm. Find something wrong. Find something mm-hmm. wrong. And my grandma was like, if, and she told the girl, she said, um, once you once you uh, do something to keep yourself busy, you won't have to be so worried, mm-hmm. uh, you know, putting your head up his ass all the time trying to find yeah. I mean, to be honest, that's real. She needs some business. Yeah. So a lot of times, they they. Did she have anything going for herself? Which one? The one you the were one you were dating. The ex fiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tried. She really didn't. Only thing she had was a job. Oh, you know, she worked from home. No, I'm gonna say so. After these situations occurred, she ended up. Uh, Finding another gig, still working her job, but she's a choreographer. She does dancing. You know what I'm saying? She's great at what she does. So she ended up being a teacher, but that wasn't enough. It was still up my ass. Now, <laughs> oh my god, I ended up slowing down with my career that's and got a job. Right? Is what it sound like to me. That was very unhealthy. I was coming in late. Yeah, it was too much. Yeah, something else, right? Yeah. And I left all that alone. I left a house. I left everything. I left everything to protect my attachment. When you allow yourself to be that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I want, I can't think of the word, but when you allow yourself to be that instant uh-huh. in your significant other stuff to where you can't do anything on your own, that is a problem. Because you have to be a whole person with or without that person. And the thing is, I was trying to make That's a, a team major issue. Because you introduced me to this. Okay, we'll take care of this for me. Because right. I'm not good at this. You know what I'm saying? I believe you in a relationship or a marriage where I fall weak at this where you pick up. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Vice versa. So that's but she I wasn't thought. there. Right. And if you are not aligned equally, then you it, it's not gonna work. Mm. Well, hopefully, you know, you served your purpose in her life too. Maybe she can take a look at some of those things mm-hmm. and heal from that. Cause a lot of women have a lot of insecurities about mm. them that they probably just need to overcome. So she served her purpose in your life. Maybe yep. that was your purpose in her yeah. to highlight those Maybe things. Maybe so triggered could, something yeah, her to make her you know want to jump start her healing journey. Yeah, because if y'all were engaged, you know, she was obviously your person and you were her person at one point. And if that's what made it crumble, she's going to have to look at herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lost a good man because... Of yeah, because I tried. That I did. I, I, That's what they tried. Probably just like, I, I've never take some accountability been, into I've what she did. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? Faithful to a woman. It's all a journey. Ever. Yeah. And I did it for the first time. And I loved it too, though. I'm not going to lie. It kept me out of trouble. I had an addiction before I got one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I had a serious addiction. You know what I'm saying? With cocaine. Seriously. Mm. And. Back in Memphis, it's like that's what my mother was doing, just getting out. Just to be doing. You know what I'm saying? So I left that city to leave a lot of temptations. Mm. And what I did when I got here, it felt so good. And I felt like being with this person Mm. kept me away from addiction. It kept me away from the temptation of fucking off. It kept me out of the streets. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know what just came to me when you said all that? It It was cool for her when she needed to fix you. Like when you, when you, you were saying you when you got you know you came out for all that it mm-hmm. felt like she needed to be she was like your Olivia Pope kind of type situation. Oh damn! You know what okay. I'm saying? And it was like when you got to the point where you didn't need fixing, it became an issue. Oh, her she felt insecure about her place in your life because mm-hmm. you were you were mm-hmm. fixed at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else you gonna now you looking at everybody else? What mm-hmm. do you need me for? Yep. Oh wow. Like, I'm listening to him talk, that. and that's what's saying, like, she couldn't fix him anymore. That's what kept speaking. I kept but, hearing. You, but she was. She was fixing. But she felt like when just you started those, your career, your career started popping off. Man, you know what I'm saying? Just for those. We almost made it to a year. We yeah. almost made it to a year. And just for that, I mean, I'm not, I'm still not fixed. I'm, I wasn't fixed. But you know, some people, some people need people to need them. You know what I'm saying? I was finna go and and fuck off again Mm -hmm. because of this situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it no, I wasn't fixed. Period. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if I had resisted so much of the temptation, even without that person, I was like, what was the use of me going back to it? You can still resist it by yourself. Yeah, but she's one of those people that needed to be needed. And she mm-hmm. felt like when you started elevating, you wasn't going to need her anymore. Yeah, but instead of her communicating that with you in a healthy way, then she acted out the way she acted out. Yeah. And it came off as insecure, and, and, toxic, and, and whatever else you want to call it. Right now, I'm not trying to compare women to this woman. You know what I'm saying? I want that back, not her. But, but you want it with someone. I want that so bad. Of course. You know what I'm saying? I Why want, wouldn't you? I want to... Get like I got all this stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. I will have my first red carpet soon mm-hmm. for a film that I I'm a major in, in a major mm-hmm. film. You know what I'm saying? I won't have a motherfucker on my own. I want to show the world that a, a black man's success can have a black woman as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But because you, this, this woman right. helped build happen, what right. what you see. You it'll see what happen. I'm saying? Think about it. You just got to keep working on you. 
mm-hmm. keep building you, mm-hmm. and you're gonna attract what you need. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like what it's 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 going to it's going to when you and that's one thing I I learned in my journey. Like when you uh continue to involve evolve yourself and heal yourself, what you what comes to you is gonna be totally different. Mm-hmm. Like when I was young, like you know my kids' fathers, you know. They did the typical stuff. They sold drugs. You know what I'm saying? And every dude that I had before them, they was in the streets. Now you can, even though those type of guys probably look at me like, oh, hey, beautiful, da 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 da. It's something about them to know they can't take it no further than that. Yeah. Because I have leveled up and evolved so much and in so many ways of my life. Those men know I've made myself unapproachable and not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to get to a point where you are, you know, you're unapproachable to toxic women mm. when you continue continue to heal whatever needs to be healed within yourself. Continue to evolve for you. Mm. Don't do it because you want somebody by your side. That's right. gonna happen. That's coming. Know that that's coming. But you yeah, gotta I, keep I, doing I the work the on yourself. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you know, I just want to show that you know, but I, it's the journey. I'm on. about to, <laughs> and tonight on chosen now. <laughs> No, you make me want to walk just, away sometimes. It's I, just, I, I want that bad though. You know what I mean? I want that. It's so, but it's okay to want that. Just don't make that your focus. No, it's make not. What it's you're, not. It's yeah, not. make it's what not. you're doing your focus and continue doing. Like I said, continue doing the inner work on yourself. I because think this journey, I'm always a self journey. Of course, I've never been yes. by myself. Yes, yes. I've never no, been seriously. Alone. I've it's always been in a relationship. It's time to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if I get to myself long enough, man, divorces be like terrible. Straight Don't look at it like that. <laughs> no, every man can. Every, a, a man knows what I'm saying. Like when we say that, I, I need a motherfucker with me. Like we figured ourselves out. Like oh shit. Like uh, yeah. If I get to myself too long, you won't. Am I? It's a desire of your heart, so it's like you'll get that. You'll have it. You just yeah, I ain't rushing for the shit, but, you know. So then you can use your time, then. Yeah, we cool. Me and myself. Just chill. Because I'm, like, I'm, before I even got into, you know, my relationship, I was celibate for two years. And I told myself I didn't want to be with nobody <laughs> in no form of fashion. Yeah. And so when I got with him, I was like, ooh, I know I'm going to break this celibacy, you know. <laughs> And uh, but I but it wasn't even just about breaking the celibacy. It, I think it just spearheaded some other things that I need to deal with, mm-hmm. and that I wasn't really dealing with. You know, being by myself, I wasn't right. dealing with it, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for it. And it's just like, and I think too, I triggered something in him that probably, and you know, a lot of y'all, y'all ain't gonna just come off and tell us that, yeah, no. you know. But I, I can just tell based on his actions that being with me all this time has done something for him. Mm-hmm. I can just tell in certain things, you know, um, where I felt like at one point he used to really didn't care, but he's really, really encouraging. Even with this podcast, like mm-hmm. he was like, I'm proud of you. I know you're going to, you know, yeah. it's going to do well. And he's like, working so hard on it and, you know, everything. And I'm just like, I'm not used to yeah. having a man, yes. you know, be that, mm-hmm. you know, form of support. So we've, I feel like we've done something for each other, but it took for me to, Tell myself to pipe down, slow down, quit rushing. You know, this man don't need nothing from you financially or not nothing else. Yeah. And he just wants you. 
And so even yeah. though, like I said, we both had to chisel away at, at each other, but I definitely had some toxic traits in me that stemmed from past relationships that I had not completely right. dealt with. That's real. Mm-hmm. And so I'm happy that I've, I've, I'm to that point in my life where I can be accountable. And that's, and it, and it takes for us to do that. Like it takes for us to be accountable because that type of stuff trickles down to, you know, if we, like I have a daughter, you know, she has a daughter, you have, you know, it trickles down to what type of information we're, we're passing on to our daughters. It does. I don't want my, my daughter to be that toxic type of feminine. Right. You know, like I, you know, teach my daughter how to be a friend, mm-hmm. a real friend. And my daughter, and it's crazy because my daughter's only 20 years old, but she's going through things that I've went through with girls. She can't really keep a good friend. And it's not because of anything she's doing. It's just my daughter, a whole vibe. You know, she's beautiful. She's intelligent. She's always been very mature for her age. Um, she's very intuitive. Um, but she, she got that same energy like her mama had. She gave just something. That make those females just, you know what I'm saying? And I know who I raised, so I know she's a good person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know she's a good person. Good job. Um, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know my baby's a good person. And she just, you know, I, it's hard explaining to her the reason why she's experiencing these things. Yeah. Because at my age, when I was young like that, I didn't want to feel like my friends were jealous of me either. Right. I didn't want to feel like, you know, I couldn't have friends or... But that's what it was at the end of the day. And you just have to love yourself in spite of it. And you have to continue to do the work in spite of it. So, you know, I'm glad that I was able to come to a healing space to where I can be that positive feminine in my daughter's life. Mm. So that she knows what, like my daughter, my kids have told me I'm their best friend, you know. And so it's like that she knows what it is, what a, a good friendship is. You know, she knows she can come cry on mama's shoulder. She knows I cry on her shoulders and she my child. You know what I'm saying? So she, but she knows that she has that in me right. and it's a no judgment zone for me. Right. Because I'm not jealous of her or as a mother, cause you know, kids, mothers can be jealous of their kids, oh, yes, but I'm not really jealous of my daughter. I don't look at her like, Oh, my daughter, you look better than me oh, or, you know, I, my baby need to be a thousand times better than I was. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad that she, cause my daughter cut off game with stuff is real strong. And I envy that because I'm one of those that I will hold on to some stuff. And I'll be like, how did this child do it? She don't give a damn about nothing. She going to cut you off. You rub it the wrong way. She ain't going to talk to you, deal with yeah. you, nothing. But you know, that's a trait that I admire in her so much or whatever. But, um, yeah, it definitely that is it's me healing has affect has basically triggered, you know, me making sure that my daughter, you know, had a positive feminine in her life. She saw me at my worst. Yeah. And so now she gets to see me at the best the better parts of myself yeah. and continuing to grow and yeah, be better. Yeah, and and I'm hoping that I'm showing her how to be a real mom and how you know when she gets to that point in her life because i don't think she really want kids but when she gets to that point in her life i'm hoping i'm showing her how to be a a good woman to a man that she loves and how to be a a great mom and how to be a great friend and overall great person Mm -hmm. and it takes for you to do the work that's why i'm always on her writing your journal do your shadow work Mm -hmm. heal Mm -hmm. because in order for you to be that good person you have to heal and you have to be a whole person So, how do you feel that this episode has helped? Um, I was two steps from crying several times. Um, I'm waiting for that tear to drop. 
I had to rein that in because yeah, Sorry. I didn't want my eyelash to fall out. But no, um, I feel like it's, it's this has been a great episode. You know, even with you know all of us having great relationships with our mothers now, yeah. um, which were our first toxic feminists. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The first women to hurt us and break our hearts. Um, we've this has been very yeah. enlightening and very. You have been very enlightening. I'm I'm learned a lot about you. Today. Oh. Okay. You've been quiet. You've yeah, li- been pitching in, though. Okay, so well, I'm- <laughs> basically, since we took the end of the episode, I did want Cece to highlight her pivotal moment with her mother, <laughs> which happened recently. It yeah. was so beautiful. I I had tears in my yeah. eyes when she was talking to me about it, and I feel like it would heal. It would heal the listeners <laughs> and the viewers, and... It was one. It, it was very, very beautiful. So, yeah. Cece, to top off this episode, tell oh, us about cool. this. Okay. Well, I was kind of skeptical on if I even wanted to talk about this because it is so fresh. Mm-hmm. And if y'all haven't figured out by now, I'm very introverted. So, it takes a lot for me to just put everything on the table. Right. And I think that's why this journey for me and healing with my mother took so long, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, growing up, I had a very strained relationship with my mother. Um, You know, out of respect and out of love, I'm not going to put everything on the table, but I'm sure a lot of women and girls can relate that, you know, sometimes you don't even realize your mother is hurt. Mm. And they have things that they have to heal from Mm -hmm. that nobody gave them space to heal from. Mm -hmm. So, in turn, they end up hurting you as a daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, at your most impressionable and pivotal pivotal times in your life, right? So I grew up a little non-traditional. By the time I was six, my mother was uh, working out of town Monday through Friday. We see her on the weekends. She came home at 15 when I was 15 when we lost my grandmother, which is her mother. So she was gone from 6 to 15, only home on the weekends. And when she did come home, she was grieving. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't have my first period without my mama, my first bra, my first heartbreak, first kiss, my first everything. Everything, right? And my dad having to navigate that space along with a big brother at the house. And I didn't understand as a child that my mother was working, mm-hmm. trying to do the best Provide, she could and she had a great a great situation for a mother in the 80s and the 90s. A black woman getting contracted different places and going to having having to work in these corporate places with these white folks that are giving her a hard time probably every day on the mm-hmm. job and she's having to navigate through that space and then come home and try to pick up the pieces of a family that has and deal with her, losing her life mom. without her during the week. Mm-hmm. So the dynamics are different from probably how she wants to run shit when she comes home. Mm -hmm. And then by the time you do come home, your mom has passed. Your daughter's 15. Your son is Life has passed you by completely. And you just look up and everything's totally different from what it was before. Mm. But as a child, I didn't consider any of that. I just know that emotionally I don't have my mother. Physically, I don't have my mother. It was you this episode. <laughs> it was me on episode one. I guess you got episode three. <laughs> but yeah, I um, so I felt abandoned in a lot of ways. Uh, I felt, and and it's not just that she was working. 
you know. There were other things, There were of a course. lot of other factors that took place. Yeah. A lot. That really attempted to diminish me as a, as a, my will. You know, who I was, who I believed myself to be was based off of how my mother treated me. I didn't think much of myself because wow. I saw myself through the eyes of my mother. Mm. So that's hard to it navigate is. that space, it is. you know. So anyway, fast forward. This is why I was hell in my 20s. I was hell in my teenage years. Um, I didn't have a lot of respect for her growing up because I didn't feel she loved me. I felt mm-hmm. like my mama hated me. Mm-hmm. I felt like she detested me. Mm-hmm. I felt like um, I felt a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And those things were made clear mm-hmm. in certain times of our exchanges that she didn't feel too highly of me. Mm-hmm. And I was the kid that I made the good grades. I was outgoing. I played all the sports. I had trophies, mm-hmm. but I had a mouth. So I might not be able to fight you when you say stuff to me, but Baby, I'm going to back you, you with this right here. Yeah. You're only coming at me when nobody else is home. Mm-hmm. So I don't have anybody else to step in and say, hey, don't do my daughter like that. Hey, don't do my sister like that. Mm-hmm. It's just me and you. And nobody believes what I'm going through because they only hear what you tell yeah. them. And you are this totally different person in the world. Around other people. Yeah, you just, you know, you're a great worker. You mm-hmm. a go-getter. You good for my brother. You good. So I was jealous of my brother because yeah. her relationship with my brother was totally different. But my brother was opposite of me. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a mouth. But he was running the streets. My brother was, whoo, God had his hands on my brother because my brother could have been locked up so many times or dead or all kind of things. But it got to the point where I didn't even want to live anymore. And that was my breaking point where I felt like we had got into it one day and it was really bad. And I was just like, what is the point? You know, like, why am I continuing to try to bloom into this person I know I am? I know I'm a good person, but I have this person that's I'm, that says they love me. And I see she's capable of loving because I see how she treats everybody else. But for some reason, she don't see me for who I am. So what was that turning point like when y'all did have that recent conversation, what was her So, we tried this, you know, we tried counseling when I got in my 20s. I I was always the one searching for my mom. Mm -hmm. Hey, ma, let's talk. Mm -hmm. Hey, ma, let's go do this. Hey, ma, let's go do mommy-daughter day. Mm -hmm. Hey, ma, let's let's heal. Um, But I don't think she was ready because Mm -hmm. there were still things that she wasn't ready to be honest or accountable for. Mm Mm-hmm. And I get that, you know, whatever. You don't want to face yourself. You don't want to believe the that way you that I your see daughter you. like that, right? Yeah, because my experiences are my truth. And those are my truths because of how you treated me. Mm-hmm. And I love my mother, so I don't get this twisted. Right. I love my mother. But we had to come to terms with this. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it was maybe a couple of it was this past weekend. Um, I actually had a conversation with someone that she knows, um, and this was kind of like my first time meeting them, but it's someone that she has kind of mothered, 
and she mothers this person because they have a strained relationship with their mother. Mm. So along the way, she has gotten to hear her pseudo son, right? Talk she had about to see herself all of in that these too. hurts that this mother has caused him, mm. and she loves him. So she had to really do some reflecting and really understand that, wow, the same way this man is crying out for his mother, the same way that this man has been hurt by his mother, that's how my daughter feels. Right. So it took someone else to really open her eyes to how I feel. Mm. And it took me to have this conversation with that person for him to tell me, your mom is ready. Mm. Your mom is ready to hear you, to see you. And I was like... Oh, she ain't ready. Thinking about it. She ain't ready. Oh my goodness. So you know, um, she ended up coming over to my house, and we sat on the couch and we had our little surface conversation, our surface safe conversation. Hey, Ma, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? You look cute. You look cute too. You ready to talk? This was her asking me. Wow. It's usually me, right? Yeah. Or me just avoiding. And that's it how together. you know she was ready. You ready to talk? She asked you. Uh-huh. I said, you ready? She said, yeah, I'm ready. She uh-huh. said, it might not be pretty, but we're going to do this. I said, we're going to do this. It was fine. And I, she allowed space for me. She listened to me. I told her the things that hurt me. And in the past, I had done that in a very passionate way. Right. Uh-huh. But this time it was gentle. It was honest. It was from a place where... It's almost like we knew the other side was healing. Mm-hmm. So let's just put this stuff on the table now mm-hmm. because we know we got to deal with it. We know we got to look at it. We know we got to face it. And once we do, we're going to put it away mm-hmm. and we're going to get to the other side and love on each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. But not only did she get to hear me, but I got to understand her. Mm-hmm. Well, Sierra, I was working. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that I'm providing for you. What more do you need? I'm doing everything I got to do. I'm going out into this workplace every day. <clears throat> And I'm dealing with hell that you don't even know about. Then I come home and I feel like you don't even like me. Well, I thought you didn't like me. But see, she <laughs> had to understand you were in a child's place at that point. Absolutely. And as kids, we don't see it like that. No, absolutely But not. now when you are a woman yeah. and you have your own and child. Your and you are a mother. Yeah, you yeah. see it totally. You, you, can, you can have that level of understanding. Right. And right. I, I feel the same way. You had to give her that grace. Because yeah. now it's like, oh, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. You know, like, it wasn't that you were purposely mm-hmm. neglect, neglecting me. You were trying to provide for me. Yeah, you were providing for you me. Know? And in your moments where, you know, you felt stressed or you felt you didn't know how to deal with those mm-hmm. moments. But I still love you, mine. I appreciate you. And I know how tough it is to be a mother. Mm-hmm. But I need you to hear me, too. Mm-hmm. And I need you to understand how this affected me as a woman. Mm-hmm. How this affected me as a mother. Right. How this affected me just in so many different areas, areas of my life. Yeah. That you don't even know that I've had to do so much work to overcome and to really not be broken by. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. seriously. Seriously broken. Because they don't realize and, that that hurts. Like, you know... We hold our parents a lot of times to a very high standard. Absolutely. You know, like I said, my mama was everything. She was the housewife. She fixed me and my brother's uh, lunches for school. And, you know, she had us on a set schedule. And, yeah. But she did it all while looking pretty. You know, like, yeah, she was, <laughs> I looked up to my mom so much. Yeah. And then when she changed the way she changed, it devastated me more than I even realized. Yeah. 
I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Cause I, I, you know how Janet Jackson uh, said in the, why'd I get married? Perfect Patty. Uh-huh. Like I, I looked at my mom as perfect Patty. Perfect Patty. Yeah. And then when she fell from my grace, it mm-hmm. was like, you know, all hell broke loose and yeah. I was hell. Yeah. But I was very, I was rebelling on how I felt because I didn't know. I, I'm one of them, like, my brother internalized a lot of stuff, but I didn't. Yeah. I was very outspoken about everything, and they was like, oh, this disrespectful-ass little girl. Like, yeah. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but I'm just calling it as I saw it. You mm. know, like, you know, it was a lot of stuff that went on. Yeah. And, but, yeah, it does, it definitely plays a part in every aspect of our lives and how, especially how we deal with, not only ourselves mm-hmm. and what we wanted to accept and deal with, but how we deal with other women. Yeah. And it, it creates a lack of trust within us to where it's like, ooh, I can't even, you know, is she going? Is she really my friend? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or is she, is she does she really want? You know, so yeah. that definitely matters. Um, and I feel like in other, in order to heal our mother wound, we have to deal with ourselves first. Oh, absolutely. And then, of course, you know, our mothers have to deal with themselves first. That's right. They have to want to, you know, um. They want to have to have that accountability, like right. you said, and be willing to listen, um, because that the mother wound is definitely a thing. It is. It really and, is. And and it's it hind it hinders not only for us women but males too, mm-hmm. like and how and how men look at you know their situation with women and how it, how they are able to be fathers or lack thereof. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like you know. Even with my 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 son, my oldest son and daughters, like they didn't have that. He didn't have the relationship he probably could have had, you know, because of the situation his mom was in when she was alive. And I think that plays a part also in how he's able to deal with his daughters, not just mine, but all of his daughters. Mm-hmm. And you know, but of course, you know, when you don't have that feminine here anymore to be able to deal with that, yeah. you know, it makes it harder. Right. And so, but um. Yeah, I really think we touched on a whole lot. Yeah, I like your solution at the end, too. What? Your yeah. solution about the mother mm-hmm. and yourself. You know, yeah, so. and a lot of people don't realize that, you know, when you and heal, your, story when you your, heal your, your your mother wound, you are balancing your sacral chakra. Sh- yeah. chakra. Yeah. That is your is that, chakra is that of, what that is? yes, you, that is your chakra yeah. of creativity, and your mother wound places a, a, a bondage on that. It yeah. does. In a lot of ways. And, and it stifles your creativity mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so then and only then when you balance that out and you heal that, that, that childhood trauma and that mother wound with your sacral chakra be free to allow that, mm-hmm. that, that open up and allow that creativity to flow through you. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people don't know that, but that's definitely a thing. But another thing I realized is um, in having that moment with my mother... And it, I know it was different from any other time before. Like, I felt so much different after this moment. It was the the real moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this mm-hmm. was it. This is the one we've been waiting for all our lives. Mm-hmm. This was the one. But I really had a chance to see my mother in a different light. And I realized that not only do our parents have responsibilities to us, but we're really stewards of our parents as well. And mm-hmm. in the same way that I needed her, and just a few conversations that we've had since then, which is like almost every day at this point, um, she needs she's me too. Yeah. And I felt a little guilty about not playing my part mm-hmm. because I was in a space of hurt. 
mm-hmm. that I couldn't show up for my mother in a way that a daughter, because it's something, it's different. You know, I came out my mama's womb. I birthed my daughter out of my womb. Like, it's, it's different mm-hmm. with a mother and a daughter's bond, mm-hmm. right? A mother mm-hmm. is always going to have her bond with her son. That's totally different mm-hmm. in itself. But a mother and her daughter, mm-hmm. that's deep. And I think that's why because there's we a carry, lot of generational curses. We carry, attack our mothers mother carry our mom. seeds within them too. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. Yeah. And so exactly. It, but at the same time, I, don't fully blame yourself because you were a child. Absolutely. When you experienced that hurt from her and you were not psychologically capable of really understanding what she was dealing with. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So give yourself that grace because... It took for you to get a, a certain age yeah. and to become a mother yeah. for you to really get it. Yeah, and, and so I still don't get it, but that's okay. Yeah, because I because yeah, even get all right, you, right, because even with me, like yeah, I've had to, I've had to apologize to my mama yeah. a couple times yeah. when my kids did stuff and I'm ready to do this stuff. Yeah. I come, mama, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, girl. If I talk back, I'm sorry. I didn't cuss you out. I'm sorry because baby, your grandkids. I want uh, to run them over right now. So, yeah. You, you don't yeah. get away. No, of course. So, to, to if it comes women, back, baby, I'm going to say my oldest is to, in my karma. To, to yes, all, all the women that watch this episode, um, if, you, if you are still blessed to have your mother around, yeah. you know, repair your relationship. If, if it's not yeah, to the point where, yeah, if it's for the fellas out there, too. Same thing. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We can't replace those people. Yeah. And fix it while you can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially if it's not to the point. My mom's just listening and paying attention and watching. I'm I'm glad we finally had our sit down. Mm -hmm. I'm so much like you. (laughs) And uh, I I call my mom just to tell I'm proud of her. Just to keep her on track. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know I'm... I was a, a bit of a hell of a son. We all had a hell in the We all had a hell in the But, you know, I love you. And uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Yes, happy Father's Day to all the fathers. And to my mother, girl, you know I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm so grateful that we have gotten to the point that we are at now. Um, we can laugh together yeah. and we can cry together and we can joke together and we open up more about things and um I'm happy for your growth also mm-hmm. because you know at one point you know my mom went through a lot of struggles too even you know after her divorce and things and now she's in such a and I've never I probably had interest in her to this and I talk to her almost every day too mm-hmm. but um I'm very proud of you and your growth and um just the fact of how you're able to handle everything the way you're handling everything. She's taking care of my grandmother. She's my grandmother's only child. Yeah. And she's handling it with such grace. But she finds time in her life to still make sure she's having fun and she's doing what she wants to do. Yeah. Because, you, you know, instead, yeah. right, instead of, you know, mm-hmm. just forgetting about herself. Right. So I'm grateful that she's still able to fulfill her duties to her mother, mm-hmm. but still be her be what she needs to be to be happy for herself and so and also you know um she's also at a point in her life where she's wanting to excuse me give more Mm -hmm. to me and my brother but me and my brother are very independent so we don't like nobody doing nothing for us (laughs) and i have told you that mama 
<laughs> but um, but she, my mama, she's to the point now. She's telling me, "I'm your mama, mm-hmm. and if I want to do something for you, I'm going to do it, yeah. and you're going to let me." Yeah, and go. I can sit down and shut up now. Yeah. So you know, because that's what she said, and I'm gonna let her, you know, do that. But yeah, to all the women out there, um. Yeah, okay, no, baby, I'm sorry. Go ahead and just and, nah. <laughs> listen. I'm sitting up here ready. Go on, you ready? Right. Hold on. Hold on. My mother, I call her Ma. So Ma, let me just say this. I am so grateful for you. First of all, I love you. I appreciate you, and I totally understand. Um, I understand you, and I see your heart. I, I, too, am also proud of you. You know, this is, like, so awkward for me right now, but whatever. <laughs> We're just going to live in this Have your right moment. Now. Have it's your moment. You, uh, yeah. You know, I think it's awkward for all of us. <laughs> have your moment. So, I have watched your journey up close and from afar, and the woman you were and the woman you are today is just phenomenal to me. And I know along the way, you've had to deal with a lot. Um, you've lost a lot but you've also gained a lot Mm -hmm. and you handle it with such grace and such beauty that i hope i can handle it as uh as well as you do you stoic to me so that was good thank you for holding space for me Mm. thank you for hearing me even though i know it might not have been easy for you Mm. thank you for telling me some things that i needed to hear that weren't easy for me too and because of that, um, I feel like I can be a better better mother, better woman. Um, and we just gonna we just gonna let this thing unfold the way I know it was meant to unfold. So thank you for meeting me here. Cause we are where yes. we're supposed to be. Yes. I love you. Oh, that was beautiful. I know. <laughs> And I got to throw my grandmother into that, too. Because my grandmother had such a a peaceful, calming spirit. And, you know, even though, you know, in her her meekness, in her introvertedness, she's always, you know how they say the praying grandmother. You know, she's always been that grandmother. She's going to do that when she don't do nothing else. Yeah. Um, I also want to thank my granny because she, um, while she was here, and this is about to make me cry. While she was here, I was in a space where I needed some something. I didn't know what I needed. And she grabbed me. She held me. And she, it, there were places on my body that was sore. It had been sore and hurting. It's extremely tense. And she prayed over me. She sung hymns. And I'm not even, in, you know, my granny is very, you know, she's religious. But I'm not there. But... You know, she she brought up those old them old church hymns, and she sung to me, and she spoke over my life, mm-hmm. and she massaged. Didn't even know that those spaces were hurting me, and she massaged those spaces, and I felt such a release, Granny, while you were doing that, and I thank you for that, because I really really needed that. I was dealing with some stuff, uh, mentally and emotionally, and uh. The Most High put it on your spirit to 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 do that for your granddaughter. So I really appreciate that. Um, I love y'all, and to all the women out there um, that have dealt with those toxic feminists in their lives, do know that there is 
um, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. Everybody has to be willing to do the work. You know, everybody has to be willing to hold themselves accountable. You have to be willing to have those hard conversations and know that just because you're having those conversations, that doesn't mean that, you know, it's a bad thing. You have to get, you have to go through the ugly to get to the beautiful. And um, healing is not pretty at all in no form or fashion. Um, but you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Because realize that your, your, your mother wounds trigger everything outside of you. You know, your friendships, your relationships, if you have, you know, your your male and female children, you know, um, even sometimes in your relationships, you know. So you got to start somewhere and deal with yourselves and, you know, deal with your deal with the people that 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 cause that that uh, trauma for you. But do know that there is there there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it gets greater later. And all of us here on this couch are here to tell you that because we've all experienced that same hurt from our mothers that has trickled down into different parts of our relationships and, you know, friendships and things of that nature. And um, we've all been through things with friends, you know, that we didn't think, we, you know, we should have been going through. You know, um, I'm in a space now where I'm happy with everybody around me. And that's because of the fact that I had to go through everything that I went through and I had to do the internal work to heal um, and, and pinpoint those situations. Um, but you can do it too. Like everybody, you know, and, and that's what we're here for. We, we don't wish can... we had a number you could call. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but you can always email us at podcast.chosenrejects at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions and we'll be happy to shoot you a message, an email back, Absolutely. you know, responding, or you can DM us on all of our Facebook pages or, you know, Instagram, whatever you want to do. Um, and we'll be happy to respond. And also yeah, on our so, so. on our page, um, Chosen Rejects page on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. Um, hit us up on those pages as well. Let us know, you know, what you've been through when it comes to toxic feminists. Even you know, with our our previous episode, uh, masculine trauma. Hit us up. You know, we're getting great reviews on that as really? well right now, and people are, you know, it, that actual that last episode. Yeah, that last episode made a lot of people look into their situations yeah. um, and respected our, our three opinions and everything and perspectives and everything. So we're here, you know, to, to like we said, those that are willing and open yeah. to healing and going on that journey, mm -hmm. just know, you know, you hit us up and we're willing to be that ear for you. Or even if it's like I said, shoot us a DM. We do, we all have busy schedules, but somebody you know, gonna somebody going to hit you up. And let me <laughs> say this to the women that I spoke on. Uh, I do apologize if I brought any negativity to your life, if I've done any harm to you uh, mentally. Um, and to my ex-fiance, thank you. You know, and, you know, no hard feelings to mm -hmm. no woman that I've ever had an encounter with, so. No hard feelings to any past friendships or anything like that. Y'all have. Well, some of my past friendships, <laughs> fuck y'all. <laughs> we were getting so far. We, we, we thought we was doing okay, uh, y'all. Some, some people you get nah, some say people you yeah. I have nah, a couple of them. I have a couple of fus nah, to some of y'all, and you know I, it's a couple of y'all yeah. f y'all for real in real life. <laughs> um, but no, but, <laughs> no, but f Rick Ross said it first. But f y'all for real. But also thank you because if yeah, it wasn't for what y'all took us through with your toxic femininity. We wouldn't be sitting on this couch. 
we wouldn't be where we are in our, our individual lives. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have the level of wisdom and growth that we have yes. to be able to be transparent uh-huh. with you all and open up and share parts of ourselves that we probably didn't want to talk about previously. Right. But we're doing it in the spirit of continued healing for ourselves and to spearhead maybe somebody else's healing. Right. So um, hopefully we're doing that for y'all. And again, you know, hit us up on all socials, uh, TikTok, um, Instagram, Facebook, Chosen Rejects um, podcast, uh, YouTube. Even though we have not uploaded our our visuals yet for the last podcast, is coming. But um, YouTube dot uh, YouTube Chosen Rejects podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Pandora. We're on Apple Amazon, Music, Amazon Radio. Music, iHeart Radio. We are every. We are worldwide. We bitch. Worldwide, bitch. And so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, we thank y'all so much for listening and tuning in. We know this has been long. Um, but we thank y'all. But we thank y'all so much for that. And um, we'll see y'all on the next episode. Be looking at our socials for yeah. all these clips or whatever. And we're gonna keep yeah. posting. And y'all follow us. Y'all comment, like, subscribe. I am Ashley. I am Sierra. I am Michael James. And we are the, the Chosen, Chosen Rejects Podcast. Podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in. Good night. Give me a for episode three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Right. There's some yeah. good tears in there. Hey, <laughs> 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 what I done did, because I know I done went over my